0: And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast.
1: Attention, people of Earth. Do not resist us. All who oppose us shall be annihilated. We command the most powerful army of monsters in the universe. They are sure to defeat your Earth monsters. All those who are hearing this are now under the control of the Earth Destruction
0: Directive.
1: Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Earth Destruction Directive, a Daikaiju podcast. As always, I am your host, Mr. Luke Giaconetti. I want to thank everyone for downloading and listening to the episode today. We've got a classic for you today, and I say classic because this one dates back to my childhood, and I figured we're going to watch a movie that was very important to me when I was a kid. Why not bring in as a guest the person who has watched more giant monster movies with me than anyone else? I'd like to introduce everybody right now to my brother, Jay. Say hello, Jay. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you doing? Good, good. Everything's good. So uh, today, we're gonna. To, if you haven't seen the uh, artwork, we're going to be talking about a film that I can't count how many times I saw on TV as a kid. We're be taking a look at The Green Slime. Yeah, that was uh, one of those Saturday afternoon on uh, USA kind of movies. and. Uh, USA 10-11. and TBS. Yeah, T- Yeah, definitely. It was either Captain Video or Super Scary Saturdays. Oh, yeah, Super. loud Super Scary... <laughs> Grandpa, welcome it in. It's been a Super Scary Saturdays year so far between we did uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla and The Green Slime and uh, The Last Dinosaur. Oh, yeah, yeah and then they sandwich it around the wrestling, sometimes have the wrestlers on, you know, for things. Yes, yeah. Always fun. So I know you're not you're not nearly as big a Giant Monster fan as I. I know this just kind of, you know, we've met a few times over the years, discussed a few things. But um, I don't know if you have any background or origin on yourself as a, as a Daikaiju fan. Well, you know, um, as you've mentioned before in the show, uh, our dad is a huge King Kong fan. So we grew up watching King Kong. Um, we also, you know, obviously watched Godzilla, Rodan, uh, you know King you know, Ghidorah uh, you know all those things were kind of going up when we was kids and uh, it's one of those things that uh, you know it, while I may not be nearly as well versed as you or anything into the Ultraman or you know, other things uh, it's part of what makes us you know fans of the genre and makes fans of even just whatever we're into it's part of what you grow up with so mm-hmm. yep yeah, well then said this one was definitely a part of it this one is Green Slam is a very memorable film for me as I said it's Uh, You know, but it's always good to revisit these things after, you know, with with a fresh set of eyes. So we are going to take a quick break right now. We're going to plug in a podcast promo, and then we'll be right back with the green slime here on Earth Destruction Directive.
0: Oh, hello. We didn't see you there. Welcome to Comic Book Fight Club. My name is Jiff S. Fishman Esquire and I am Gene Theodore Hendricks. Here at Comic Book Fight Club, we sit fireside sipping our brandy and discussing who would win in a bout of fisticuffs with other members of the comic book Illuminati. Yes, you caught us at a good time as Kevin Smith, Stan Lee, and the late Bob Kane just went on a beer and nacho run. Have you ever wondered who would be victorious in a bout? Galactus or Unicron? How about the Incredible Hulk versus the Monster Doomsday? What about G.I. Joe versus the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Or the equally important bout of the Snorks versus the Smurfs? And of course, the Titanic duel between Archie and Jimmy Olsen. And you can expect the intelligent and erudite debates to sound something like this. But I always thought Transformers fans were intelligent and literate, so they should see that Galactus has to be the winner. Like, he's hungry. Oh, I'm so hungry. I'm going to get weaker, and and, and and Reed Richards is going to be able to beat me. I don't know anything about Rob, other than uh, he was defeated by Parker Brothers. Oh, back back to one of Sean's points, saying he got out of the out of the You know, every time he's gotten out of that in any story, he has to get put back in it because he's a bitch. Oh my god! Oh my god! (laughs) Oh no! No! I tap out. I tap out. You are a sick, sick man. I'm not familiar with the last one. I need. I might Um, have to hit Google image search. Yeah. So won't you join us for some witty discourse, a fine snuff, and a tincture of sherry? as we debate over these all important matters here only on comic book fight club you can find the show at two truefreakscom and on itunes by searching for comic book fight club please also join us on our facebook page at facebook.com slash comic book fight club A lonely, helpless earth, the 21st century, the world of the future, and lurking beyond the cold, strange immensity of conquered space, growing and spreading beyond the warped imagination of the greatest human intellect, exploding in unspeakable horror... The Green Slime. The civilized world at war with alien form, whose slimy touch means instant, horrible death. Invaders from beyond the stars, but Green Slime. Robert Horton. Luciana Paluzzi. Richard Jacobs. You make too many mistakes. You're not right for command. This is my command and I'll manage it. Two men struggle for survival in the infected remains of a diseased universe. Don't Don't ask any questions. One woman searches for a last chance to save the human race from the desperate hunger of the green slime. battle in space against faceless beings, a cosmic nightmare that sends you into the incredible a short world of
1: And we are back here on Earth Destruction Directive. So today we're going to be taking a look at The Green Slime. The Green Slime was a MGM and Toei Studios co-production. Its name in Japan is Ganma Daisen Go, Ushu Dai Saken, which translates to Gamma 3, Operation Outer Space. It was released on December 19th, 1968 in Japan, made its way to the States on May 21st, 1969. In the vaguely defined future, a massive asteroid named Flora is on a collision course with Earth. The United Space Command decides to send newly retired Captain Jack Rankin to the space station Gamma 3, which will serve as the staging grounds for a mission to blow up the asteroid and save the planet. Gamma 3 is commanded by Vince Elliott, who is the current beau of Rankin's former flame, the station doctor Liza Benson. After arriving in a shuttle, the mission promptly gets underway. The asteroid Flora is uninhabited save for a mysterious oozing green slime which moves under its own power. The station's head scientist, Dr. Halverson, tries to take a sample, but the captain smashes his jar saying they have to leave before Flora explodes. In his ill-conceived moment of machismo, a small bit of the slime splashes onto the doctor's spacesuit and is brought back onto Gamma 3. The station crew celebrates a mission accomplished, but the party is short-lived, when strange electrical disturbances start on the station, and a crewman is found dead, electrocuted. Things escalate quickly as a strange, amorphous green blob with one large central eye and tentacles which crackle with electricity is discovered near the power center. Elliot, under Halverson's advice, orders it captured, but in the failed attempt more men are killed. Halverson analyzes some of the creature's blood and discovers that it reproduces at a staggering rate and feeds off of electrical energy, so even a drop of the creature's blood will quickly grow into more monsters. Rankin declares himself in command and enacts a plan to stop the monsters by isolating them in the C block of the station, luring them around using a station-wide blackout and portable electrical golf carts. The isolation works, briefly, but the monsters eventually break through. After falling back further into the space station, the green slime set off a massive explosion as they try to eat a pile of combustibles, blasting out one-fourth of Gamma-3 in the process. Some are killed, but countless more of the slime are swarming both inside and outside the station. Rankin declares that he is going to abandon the station and blow it up, but Elliot has finally had enough of his crap and puts his foot down. The two come to blows over it, and Rankin has Elliot placed under arrest and escorted to an evac shuttle. The evacuation effort hits a major snag, though, as the Slime have completely seized the shuttle bay doors. As he is being escorted, Elliot, defiant, leads the EVA assault on the Slime to let the shuttles launch. The bays are open in the shuttles' launch, leaving only Rankin and, eventually, Elliot on Gamma 3 to maneuver the station into Earth's atmosphere and destroy it. Elliot is viciously wounded in combat, and Rankin is able to bail out of the station with, with Elliot at the last second. As both are picked up by a shuttle, Rankin radios Earth to say that Gamma Three station has been destroyed, the threat of the slime has been neutralized, and Commander Vince Elliott is to be awarded the highest commendation, posthumously. Q awesome psychedelic theme song that plays over the end credits. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed, uh, the, and it's kind of hard because, again, I remember watching this as a kid and uh, kind of not remembering the love story. Like, the triangle kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of funny, because the Japanese version, which runs 77 minutes, they actually cut out yes. all of it. Cut out all of it, yeah. Uh, and I'm like, did it, like. I know we did not see the Japanese version, but I don't remember as a kid, because those are the kind of things, that as a kid, you don't, like, who cares? Like, just get right. to the, you know, the little kids in suits killing people. Kind yeah. Of thing, you know? Although I'm willing to bet, I mean, if you think about it, it's got to run a two-hour time slot. Mm-hmm. It needs to be 88 minutes, and that's including all of the... Um, you know like if it's super scary saturdays all the mm-hmm. stuff with grandpa and all that so they might have cut out some of that stuff yeah. just as part of the edited for edited to fit the time allotted yeah i mean it's, it's hard though because we're talking about things that occurred you know late 80s early 90s uh don't necessarily remember you know every like you know uh kind of thing that goes along with them but uh definitely uh you know if i'm watching it again uh the love triangle i'm like i don't remember any of this well, the, and and the thing that was weird to me is i this is one of those ones that you rarely saw the beginning of yeah i call that the quick and the dead syndrome i think <laughs> i've only ever seen the beginning of the quick and the dead exactly one time uh, so i'm always remembering this from when they're on the asteroid yeah. or maybe shortly after that so the first half an hour of this film where it's this hey armageddon this is where you got your yeah. story from. Right here in the Th- notes. That's your note. Armageddon kind of ripped off the idea of the asteroid being taken out with explosives. They, Even to the point where they're drilling in the ground. They do it a lot easier in this. Though. Yeah, it's amazing how much that ground. Zoomed. There's a lot of gravity on this yeah, asteroid. Yes, there's a lot. The one, there's a lot of gravity, <laughs> and they're going to an asteroid that they know to be uninhabited, and they bring laser rifles. Yes. What yes. are they planning on shooting? I don't know. They Rocks? Are, yeah, maybe. But in, in any event... So the first, but the first half hour or so of so this movie, which includes, um, you know, we know this is the future because their miniskirt technology is far beyond yes. what we have today, as we see. <laughs> in this. Um, I don't, that and all that is kind of a blur to me. I remember the stuff of them on the station with the kind of running battle with the monsters, yeah, which is yeah. which is what this film is more known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in a sense, the uh, you know the the Japanese title just being Operation Space Station. That's kind of a more. Appropriate title for the film because it's really about this whole ordeal. Yeah, and the green slime or the monsters themselves are more uh, Factor into the the second uh, you know, second half of the film, right, but no I mean it, it I think it holds up this is one of those ones that I was uh, I always kind of have on the short list of man I think could remake this with a budget. Mm-hmm. This is a good little story. You know, it's funny is when you start watching it it's uh, you know the, all the uh, the the Japanese names they're coming up, and you know, obviously, that this is. But you look at the miniatures, and you kind of tell that this is not this is made, uh, you know, again, it's not it's not Toho, uh, but it's you know, a Japanese can the, the miniatures look good and everything like that. And then you come to cut inside, and I'm expecting to see you know, Japanese people, in there, and they're not, they're all, uh, you know, they appear to be Americans. And yeah. it actually turns out that, uh, the what do you call them? the, um, a lot of the background actors were actually American soldiers or military personnel. Yeah. I should say mm-hmm. that were happy to be based in Japan. Yep, because they just didn't have enough. They went they're like, "We need you," mm-hmm. and they already had the uniforms. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, not not a not atypical for that um, in the Gamma series when we got into the um, uh, the later films that had the two that always have kids. Yeah, got Gamma versus Virus. Uh, and all the ones forward that the American kid in that was usually the the son of a serviceman and his wife sure. that was stationed in Japan because yeah. they could speak enough Japanese to take direction but they spoke English natively. Right. So. Right. Uh, yeah. And and uh, it and this this is a MGM would do this a couple of times. They they hooked up with a couple of uh, usually with Italian films like Wild Wild Planet is the one that's thrown mm-hmm. out there a lot that this was kind of the same. It's Ivan Rainier and Walter Manley were the two guys, the two producers at MGM that did this. And, you know, it's, um, we think about films like this, think about films like Gorgo, which mm-hmm. was a co production yep. between uh, uh, the Shaw brothers yep. and um, who was there? It wasn't it wasn't Amicus, whoever it was in, in the UK. And Hammer did this with, uh, later with uh, Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. You know, it's, you know, and um, they tried to do it with Toho with, with Nessie, which, which of course never, never, never happened. Never happened yeah. But the idea that, okay, we can put together some of this stuff and we can handle the actors and we can sell this as a film with uh, American faces to an American audience, but we don't have the expertise to pull off the effects cheap. Right. Let's go find somebody that can do that. Mm-hmm. And so bringing in Tawai, and at this point, 68, Tawai was. Common Rider hadn't happened yet. The Super Sentai happened, had not happened yet. This is what Toei is mostly known for. Um, the films they had done before this: um, Invasion of the Neptune Men, you know, Prince of Space, Magic Serpent. These are not good films, but you can see kind of where they're getting their feet wet. You know, it's uh, your weapons are useless, but terrify me anyway. Right. right. You know, they blew up the Hitler building, but you yeah. can see that they're <laughs> working with miniatures and st- yeah. and uh, you know the the trick photography and stuff like that. So yeah. they were definitely the the cheaper choice to get to yeah. go with at this time yeah i mean the thing is it's like, it's like you're saying it's just um you can tell the miniature work because that was not the miniature work you were seeing in that time in uh the late 60s coming out of anything out of america um okay so when was when was like earthquake and those things those were in the 70s yeah uh, the 68 we got uh 2001 a space odyssey but I think that's but that's the exception to the rule. Well, yeah, but I'm saying but the but it's funny that both of them feature rotating orbital space stations. Sure. Yeah. And um but well, that's the future. That's the future. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, and I've often said that, you know, it's like in 1968 you got 2001 a space odyssey and the green slime and somewhere in the middle lies the truth. That's and it's usually closer <laughs> to the green slime. Closer to the green slime, exactly. Uh, but in the 6 but you know we were getting but even at a Toho in 68, you know, cuz you got to figure um, uh, let's see 68 was Destroy All Monsters. Right. And so you were getting, you know, the, the, the miniatures were at the level that they were at by that point. Um and but was, was a little bit behind them. And sure. so the, the the models of like the the Gamma three is a great looking space station. Mm-hmm. Very realistic. Mm-hmm. From I put realistic in air quotes up yes. to the mic. Uh, for something, okay, I can buy that as a space station, sure. the cent- the wheel and spoke design that NASA was throwing out back then. Is this is what space stations are gonna look like? Yep. The model never doesn't look like a model. But it's a well-done model, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It never. It's It's never like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that was a model. But it's like, that's a nicely constructed model. It's yeah. very consistent. Uh, you know, when they're throwing it through space when it's on fire, that's a little suspect. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> why like, are there clouds in space? Yeah, why does the Earth have a shadow? Why, why are, are we, we watching, watching this? this? <laughs> part of the problem, I mean, not that's a problem, but part of what you're getting, though, you got to remember, you're coming out of the 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 fifties with all your giant monsters like Bird Eye Gordon kind of stuff um, you know and there's nothing wrong with that that's no. you know great filmmaking for what it is and and it served its purpose and you know the idea of drive-ins and all that great stuff of that that kind of stuff and you look in the sixties and and you got to remember uh, we're talking in a world where You know, you had studios still making B movies. Yeah, you know, still making it, and and you know, we're not yet at that point where you're like, hey, Night of the Living Dead has now rechanged the horror genre because no one had realized it yet because it's a bunch of kids making a movie, and you're you're not up to the you're not at Aliens, you're not at Star Wars, you're not at that point yet where the miniature work went completely. You know, to like where now it was like, well, now we have a jump off point. Yeah. You're not even at the point where we're even close to like Jordeski trying to make Dune right. or anything yet. Um, so when you're looking at stuff from space, like this had a feel to me, like, uh, and I know Moonraker is much later, but remember, like, kind of like when they're in space in Moonraker mm-hmm. and like kind of they're flying around and you're yeah. like, okay, this has that feel to me. Like I'm buying it, but like at no point am I like, wow, am I really watching really space in the yeah. future? Like yeah. it's totally in the idea that. Um, it's a movie. It's entertaining. It's what it's there for, and they're doing the best they can with what they have. Mm. And it, at no point is it trying to insult you by saying, "Well, here's a tennis shoe." It's saying, like, you know, this is this is the model. This is what it yeah. is. So, well, I, th- I think it made, you made a good point <laughs> saying that there were still Excuse studios me. making B movies because yeah. '68. We're still in the studio system. Sure. MGM needed B movies yep. to put on their on their double bills with other films and to sell to theater chains. You know, mm-hmm. the, the in in a sense. You know the that that's one of the things that was what led to you know the the two we always think of as the genre films that started the 10th point was Jaws and Star Wars. Sure. you know, but it would if not for the breakup of the studio system jaws and star wars can't get made exactly so you 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 know so these they kind of exist in different in different contexts yeah a film like this to me is just is just so much fun like you say it treats the audience with respect because Mm -hmm. it tells it it's not smirking about it it's not laughing at itself it it takes itself incredibly seriously yeah incredibly seriously which i think helps because you got a, a decent cast you got robert horton who you know? He he's most best known as a, as a Western guy. Yeah. He was on Wagon Train for a number uh, number of years. He was uh, he was also on a series. Um, uh, he was on he was he did a couple other things. He was on Laramie, I think. But mostly a Western guy. Mm-hmm. Good looking, you know, typical tall, tall iron jawed kind guy. Of guy. Yeah. And then you get Richard Jekyll. You know, and, um, you know, on I, I, Two True Freaks, you know, Richard Jekyll, because sometimes we like him, sometimes we don't. That's, you know, I don't get involved in any of that. But, again, here's a guy, you know, mostly known for his war films. He was in Sands of Iwo Jima with uh, mm-hmm. John Wayne, but did all sorts of stuff. You know, he was in the, he was in the Dirty Dozen with, uh, yeah. he was he was there with Lee Marvin in that. Yeah. Um, and he was also, he did a lot on Bonanza. So another guy doing a lot of genre stuff. Yeah. So you can buy him as this, you know, Western guy. Sure. And then you get, you know, Luciana Paluzzi, who, I I, I, I we were saying before we went on the air, the only things I know her from is this, and she was uh, uh, the bad girl Fiona in Thunderbolt. Yeah, exactly. And she is slamming, as as wow. we like to say. I mean, you look at that space station, and you're like, this is the future, but our hairdos are still in 1968. Well, the thing and, that... The, the, <laughs> but, she, but she is the most... When you look at the other women, and I'm not trying to knock these women who are from 1968, none of them look like her yeah like she clearly is a cut above and, what's on the station but again remember if they're people who are just working in the military they're not yeah. perf- you know, models they're not actresses they're just like i'm in the background yeah. you know and she's also the doctor so yes, she's yes like, she's the doctor so she's like the doctor and she's and she's gorgeous it's like and, and richard jakel and uh, and robert horton are fighting over her. so yeah. it's like she's, this chick's got everything going on it's funny you mentioned the, the other women the scene that I mentioned before our miniskirt technology is yes, years yes. ahead of yours. There's a great shot right in the opening where they pan under the desk at the secretary's legs in a miniskirt, and it's like a little something for the dads in yes. the audience right there. <laughs> yeah. But um, after they blow up Flora, right. and again, just so you, in case you forgot, this was the late 60s, they have a big party on the space station. Okay, understand that. All the men are there in their uniforms. Yes. All the women are there in cocktail dresses, gowns, yes. jewelry, hair, right. and makeup. It's like, really? Yeah, you brought that along <laughs> to the PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what I, I love is what he called, they're all standing there and they pop open the champagne and everyone's got their k- glass coming forward yeah. as, I'm, as I'm putting my hand forward, Can you would call it, oh, see that, uh, they're, they're like, poor are me, I want some, me want yeah. some, you know, so it's, it's, it's like, like you're at a high school party and everyone's like, who's got beer, you know, so <laughs> I got this bottle of blueberry schnapps, yeah. it's going to be awesome, root beer schnapps for <laughs> and then we're going to go see Barton Fink, Barton Fink, Barton Fink, but, uh, so it's like, again, it's like, you, one has to suspect that some of those were, hey, you you can bring your wife and have her bring a dress and because we're going to a party yeah. <laughs> bring the snazziest thing she owns yeah. uh, so, um, but again it's like we're all on a space station ostensibly yeah. they all work for the united space agency but the, yes. you know the men are in uniform and women are in dresses yeah. and, because god damn it it was the 60s yeah and that's what we did and everybody has you said the bouffant hair and the the plastic champagne uh, flutes, which I can at least buy that in a space station. You want glass? Yeah, background. you know. Well, <laughs> what, what, what struck struck me the most is I was watching this, um, and I actually uh, watched this a few weeks ago, and then I uh, watched it this morning again with my daughter, who's four. Um, and and she and was a discerning critic at four, though. Oh and that's, yes, and that's a shoot. That's oh not yeah, me being she a joke. she is uh, she is not a no joke with her. She doesn't like something. She tells you she is very. She knows her Godzilla. She knows her Gamera. Um, you know. So uh, the teacups. In the, when you're all having coffee it, at, back at the, an, on Earth, there's not one mug in the entire room. <laughs> They're all teacups with saucers <laughs> bringing them coffee. And I said, wait, what? Like, I've seen like Apollo 13, they have coffee mugs. Yeah. No teacups with saucers and they're having their coffee and they're all like very worried and whatever and it's like huh and it just struck me as so weird because i mean yeah you could totally miss it i'm like is he i drink from a teacup he's supposed to be this tough general i'm doing my hang on These guys, oh. Emily Post, yeah. you know, you know your Three Stooges reference. Where's your Emily Post? You know, so um, that's one, just... one has to figure. That's what they had on hand. No, I I understand. That. Know, but that, but I mean that. Especially in Japan, there's something you know, very charming. Yes. Well, at least the glasses. At least at least the teacups had handles. Yes, you yes. they were drinking from Japanese. That'd be so teacups. funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're pouring warm sake. We ain't got this going on. <laughs> So um, this is one thing, and, and I, I, I have felt this way forever because as you know, um, um, being being a modeler, uh, you know I, I I watch all kinds of movies to do reference, you know, for whatever I'm doing. Um, and having watched uh, Howard Hawks is the thing, mm-hmm. no other word, right? Uh, I've watched that movie tons of times as a kid. I watched it with you, and it's another movie where again I don't remember the beginning ever happening until I right. got older, and I kind of like, oh yeah, <laughs> they don't just show up at the thing and it's there, right? Um, does a doctor or scientist ever end well when they go? No, save it. Yeah. Don't kill it. Don't kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the guy, the doctor here, the one who causes all this problem, Alverson. Yeah, Alversen. Yeah. He, he. No, don't kill it. Like, what, are you joking? And he, and what he says flatly He's already. It's already killed a man. No, no, no! We have to do everything we can to save this. This is the greatest medical or greatest uh, scientific, scientific discovery. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I understand it's like this the '60s, but you had to know. Yeah. This ain't gonna end well for you, bro. Yeah. It's yeah. just not gonna end well. And of course, the, the funny thing about Halverson is that he gets, he finds the slime, and he's like a pig and slop when he finds the slime <laughs> on the asteroid. And he puts and he brings he he brings the cake taker with him. And yeah. Takes yes. the slime. and it's like, okay, fine. Halverson has the slime contained inside this airtight caretaker, yes. right and so Rankin takes it and instead of throwing it over the horizon he <laughs> <it> smashes <laughs> it because <laughs> god damn it I am the most macho guy in this movie <laughs> and so he smashes it and it gets it on him so really yeah okay Halverson was an idiot Rankin's the reason why he got on the ship well, and got loose because uh, because of course they sent him through decam decontamination, I think they say like three, three times. times. Three times. And, and, and they I've can't seen... spare the men. Yeah. Can't spare it. It's one guy. Yeah. It's one guy. He just pushes yeah, it in there, like, he's like presses a button. I feel like it's like uh um, you know like when I was in college and I, I was uh, did track and uh, they they would do our laundry and they had these giant they were like wash machines the size of a room and they would throw everything the track stuff the football stuff the lacrosse everybody all your crap went in one machine and our old guy Otis he'd be like I just pressed the button and that's what he sounded like and he'd hit the button he'd be like now I got half an hour and I was like all right, Otis, that's awesome. Like, that's what this guy's doing. He's like, well, let me get my magazine out and read what's going on. Well, so. and it's not <laughs> even like the decontamination de- chamber like in Dr. No to keep the James Bond. Exactly. Where the dude, they slam <laughs> down and the conveyor to The dude with the squeegee at the end. That's, you know, that's got to be like low man on Dr. No's table. It's like, hey, Bill you a squeegee guy. God damn it. I've been working hard. I put a double shifts on squeegee guy. Oh. <laughs> but, well, so, but, but he got to squeegee down Ursula Andrews, so Andrews. Let's be honest here. He's there going, oh, no, no, I think she's dirty. Bring her back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yes, you're a dirty girl. <laughs> you are dirty. Yeah. But, okay. But so, so. in any event, we get to the second half of the film after the incredibly ill ill-thought-out attempt to yes. capture the green slime with a net, because, <laughs> again, you know... I'm, and and not, 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 a, finance, not a net, Punicello. No, We're not trying to not, capture... Not a net. No, yes. we, already, we already got uh, <laughs> Luciana Palluzzo. We can't have another Italian girl in here. Uh, <laughs> with a, so, it, thing's a slime. And so, of course, you fire a net, which has a mesh... Because that holds things that are porous, but <laughs> to be fair, one, it, it starts out as a slime and then turns into you know a rubber suit, and it yes. never has any slime-like properties again. Yes, uh, so or in, until it bleeds out, yeah, and it bleeds this kind of. Uh, greenish paint well like, you know it's like you know hammer used the red tempura paint they definitely blood. did this <laughs> was just they went like one row down yeah, at like, the hobby store and got like, green tempura here am i going paint. i got this yeah um but then it you know it, it it picks up steam a lot because i mean it still moves in the first half things are moving yeah, along yeah. but there's there's a, there's a ne- the necessities of plot right once the monsters are loose shit gets real oh yeah it does. <laughs> <laughs> well then this is this is a big one i noticed um you know uh, why they they, they they shoot it and they say no don't shoot them, right? Cause that's giving them energy. Okay, great. So this is I feel like I feel like uh, uh, it's an aliens. we are we supposed to use Hosh language, Hosh language. you know, <laughs> kind of thing, or like you, know, you Hicks, you know, loading the shotgun for you know in case encounters. encounters. But the thing is, th- they what they missed out on, and it becomes obvious twice they ha- they the uh, both of the uh, twice near the end the guns are out yeah. and they throw the gun at them. Both times impaling them in the eye, killing them instantly. Yeah. Shoot at the eye. Well, it's got one eye. Shoot it in the eye. Not one. They never once shot it in the leg or shot it in the eye. The first two places I'm going is leg or eye then leg, and then groin. It doesn't have a groin, when, so we yeah. got to go eye and leg. <laughs> well, you know, the problem is is that they first of all, they find it out at the end of the movie. Yes. Right? At which point, they've already blown up a quarter of their space station anyway. <laughs> it's probably, you know, you're going to have to explain that at yeah. some point to yeah. somebody back on Earth. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some guy in an office going, well, I don't know what's working out here, but that's what I got, you know, kind of thing. So, okay, well, that's a pal <laughs> You can't say woo to D-Wade, but the... Uh, no, but but uh, <laughs> you think about it, okay? I mean, the 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 one we always bring up is that <coughs> Alien is essentially a bigger budget R-rated remake of the classic It the Terror from Beyond Space. Great movie. There, yes, it is a fantastic movie. Great movie. You know, raises the question: Can you use hand grenades in a spaceship? <laughs> <But> again, with a blowtorch in the nineteen sh- fifties? Yes, yeah. you could. Everyone knew that. I yeah. mean, if you didn't know that, you were an idiot yeah. because science. But in the this. <laughs> Species that go straight up. And down. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it works. But you mentioned aliens. In yeah. a lot of ways this is like aliens it is. because they're you know, you've got a crew of, of guys, they're vaguely military esque, that are they're <laughs> in a, a trapped location with a a inhuman enemy that you can't shoot because their blood is dangerous and they're continually coming for you and you can't avoid them. So it it in broad strokes, it's a lot like Aliens, yeah. which which again works because that's a it's a very you know Aliens it's uh from a plot standpoint is very straightforward, and that you don't need anything more than being straightforward in a science fiction film monster on the loose film like this. So that's right. one of the things I like about this is that it it once once you get to that, yeah, you still got Rankin and Elliot jockeying to see who's got the bigger johnson uh you know who's the, the 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 manliest man on the ship and you know oh you make too many mistakes you're not fit for command it's like you know i've been preaching not to you know you know open fire in my you know oxygen rich environment that's surrounded by vacuum just saying remember he saved one man but cost 10 men their lives yeah yeah <laughs> so I don't, I don't i don't get i was like wait what like, and they never expand upon that and i'm like well how did he get control of this space station? Surely like, the guy must be pretty good at it. Yeah, I mean he must be really good. Like he's like the he's like the Michael Jordan of like whatever the hell he's doing because he's like ten guys died to save one guy. They ain't gonna give you command. I mean unless you're short look at these other but but, 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 Ryan, but Rankin's the kind of gear you see this a lot in this in this era into the 70s where he's the guy that's macho for no apparent reason Yes, exactly and and so he because he's the alpha male macho guy every decision he makes whether it's right or not is in the film treated as the correct response he does things in his film that make no sense yes <laughs> and it's like uh, well, it's like well, well we'll close this airlock but not that airlock and it's like what? You wanna block it off? Why are you closing the back one and not the front one? It's like, yeah. well I said so and, and Elliot argues and he's wrong. And when Halverson gets caught outside the airlock now here's the thing. Okay, fine. They they're they're gonna they're gonna open it up to let him in and then close it again before the green slimes come in. Okay. Yeah. They spend so long arguing over this that there is no way that this guy that we've seen on the video <laughs> monitor, literally flailing around, getting stung by these things is alive. It's like well, let's just well, let's set it up for a vote. And it was like, well, we need a referendum. And it's like, well, I have a consensus. We formed a quorum of six, so we. Can, and it's like the guy is long since dead. Just move on at that yeah, point. It's like we need we need an MOA for this. We need a three signature sign off. You know, your union's got to vote. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, Team and, like are the, and the union needs seventy-two hours for public comments. Right. <laughs> but, they, yeah. but then they open it, and that's of course that's the most famous scene in the movie. Is Halverson standing again? I'm putting my hands up to the camera so everybody can see. You know, standing there with his mouth agape, all burned, and he just falls, you know, flat down. That reminded me of remember Independence Day? Uh, in the um, uh, when the guy who played uh, Brent David, Spiner, yes, and he's up against, and and I mean they've got control of him. He's like, you know, no peace, and I'm like, that would be great if the screenshot was like. Give us electricity, you know. <laughs> like, I mean, it would have sucked, but it was. But they like, that's what I'm looking, He's standing there like that. I'm like, wow, did Independence Day just rip that idea off? Or no, sorry, it's it's make cost more. Did they, uh, you know, pay homage, homage. to yeah. that because that's yep. what that is? Homage versus ripoff. Yeah, that's right. So that that was the scene. They oh, and they always had that on the commercial. Yeah. It, the green slime's like ah. Well, and there's green slime behind them, so you yeah. can see it. You're and like, those look cool. And, that's like the trailer. It's like the green slime. Cut that ah. Yeah. Always, you know the. And I, and I mentioned the trailer with the Wolfman Jack kind of wannabe, and then yes. we that, of course, brings us to the theme song of The Green Slime, which is, uh, in case you, you you were ever watching, let's say, uh, you know, a, a science fiction film in the 50s like Them or Beginning of the End and Deadly Man, it's like, you know, this us make this good, a really rocking psychedelic <clears throat> theme song. Uh, I mean, I, I said this on Twitter the other day. It's like, is it all something in your head?
0: Will you believe it? You're dead, the green slime. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a little ahead of its time, you know, kind of thing. Putting out that kind of song. I mean, think what I was. My question was um the music in the movie, not not the theme song, because I certainly gather yeah. that that is an original. <laughs> um, it kind of seemed again, I, again, not a. Uh, I haven't seen much from this studio, but it seemed like music that not necessarily was recycled, but you know how like things were reused over and over again kind of thing. And it might have just been stock music that they had yeah. or whatever. Um, it seemed like that kind of music throughout. and It was it fit. I thought the music in there totally fit, but it had that feel of like, I mean, I don't mean like, you know, Creature Black Lagoon, you know, music being reused in uh, Godzilla, you know, King Kong, you know, means Godzilla versus Godzilla, excuse me, you know, kind of thing. But it's just kind of funny, like that music felt like that. And I wonder, again, being a smaller studio, not small, but smaller, smaller. than Toho. Um, I mean, Toho was reusing music yeah. at points, you know. I, I want to say the the direct the net director the, com- the credited composer in this is Charles Fox okay. who was a very um he did the theme to ABC's Wide World of Sports sure you know, he's a very prolific guy yeah and what I th- I'm trying to remember the details of this what I read was that he was brought in kind of at the last minute. And there were some other composers that had worked on it, so he kind of reworked their themes oh, okay. and put it together, and said, "I don't want credit for this." But sure, they, they slapped it on the music by. Of it, course they did. <laughs> so he goes to parents like, "Oh well, there you go. That's me." Yeah, but, like, oh, that's, shit. that's <laughs> mine. So yeah. that uh, yeah, the mean the, the it's, there's nothing really. Again, everybody okay. remembers the theme song, but the the music. I mean, it, it's it's kind of standard. You know, yeah. sixty sci-fi fair. It not... fit. I, I just kind of was struck me as like something like. I'm like, I feel like this is, and again, maybe because it's so. Not just in not say generic, because it's not generic. It's its own, you know, individual thing. But maybe because it fits in that same kind of feeling that we were getting from those type of movies, uh, especially anything coming out of Japan. And again, and not you know trying to discredit anybody or anything like that. But no, saying, but it, it all had that style. Too. Yeah, that definite feel to it. Yeah, and in in a lot of ways, this, like I said, this is a very. Despite the the you know strong Western cast, it's a very Japanese feeling movie. Kind sure. of in the pacing, mm-hmm. um, the way that it's shot, yep. you know, the lo- loving shots of the space station, shots of hey look at our set, yeah. you know, we've got this big set. We're going to put the camera up high so you can see the whole set that we've built in this warehouse of men in jumpsuits running around. Yeah. Um, you know, just uh, stuff like that. There, there's actually some decent little, um, I wouldn't say scare shots, but they're like creepy shots. Sure. Like the first time we see the slime open its eye. Yeah, you see the, just a red eye on the black. That's I always like that one. And then when um, when Luciana Paluzzi is working on the the uh, the portable medical computer that slides out of the wall, yeah. that looks like she's oh, I'm gonna play some Defender after I'm done with yes, this. Yes, exactly. And then you see the they come kind of crashing through the wall behind her. Yeah, that's a good cut too. Well, dude, the funny part is uh, there's a couple things. When when it first opens its eye, before it opens its eye, uh, my daughter said it doesn't have any eyes. How can it see? And it opens its <laughs> eyes. She goes, oh, there we go. <laughs> Um, like I said, dude, she is a she's a very stupid and then when it crashes through was it the the either the wall or the doors, when it bash through the doors and they fall in, she goes, That wasn't very good. And I said, What's the matter? She goes, They didn't lock the door. <laughs> I said, I think they did Haley she goes, But well, they got in very quickly And I was like, Well you know, again you're logic arguing logic with a four year old who also, you know, plays Princesses versus Godzilla and FYO for those of you I know who listen to this podcast, Elsa freezes Godzilla every time He freezes his heart and he dies. I'm sorry. Obviously, killing machine that is Elsa from Frozen. Well, it's kinda like the end of Godzilla Raids again, you know, they they freeze him in the iceberg and Yeah. You know that's one of the you know if global warming wasn't a hoax, one of the major concerns would be all these melting icebergs releasing all these kaiju into the world. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> I mean the blobs up there waiting. Yeah. I Means the same, same way that Godzilla sunk the Titanic. I mean everybody yeah. knows that. I mean, good lord, if you haven't figured that out by now, <laughs> folks. You know. Next thing you're gonna tell me so, the moon landing's real? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that was uh, it. Was just kind of funny. She, uh, she, her, her way she But you know, um, again just having seen this a long time ago and now watching it now as an adult um you know hard thinking myself as an adult but it's true as an Uh, older person yes as somebody who's (laughs) older uh, on the wrong side of whatever Um, listeners to this podcast just for your reference from a statistical standpoint (laughs) they will be your age or older or younger (laughs) Well, the, the <laughs> listeners of this podcast, if they ever go on the Facebook thing, have also seen everything that I've bought on Amazon, because yeah. I'm the idiot who's like, hey, who bought the, the gnome-eating Godzilla? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Who bought the, you know this series? Me. Who bought the Gamma Collection? That'd yeah, I mean, be me. You know, kind of and we appreciate that if you go to 2 and use the Amazon.com link to purchase the green slime, which is actually available on DVD um from Warner Brothers, their Warner Archive print yeah. on demand service. Yeah. It's actually really good print. That's what I watched it mine from. It's a wide yeah, you know, widescreen. Yep. It's really it's nice cute. looking. Yeah. Um I mean it, it's funny because you, you don't think of these you know, where I uh, where you I'm used to seeing these movies Pan and Scan oh, yeah. on TV oh, God. or VHS. Yeah. And, uh, Green Slime was a common defined movie on VHS back in the day. So seeing it widescreen, it's a revelation sometimes because it's like, wow, there's so much more information yeah. here that I had no idea was going on in some of these scenes. And there's, they make good use of it, not sure. just with the effects... Uh, but some of the, just some of the, like The Party is a good example. Mm-hmm. Just seeing that it's a full room of people and yep. it's a very wide, you know, nicely uh, composed shot. So the widescreen is good to go. Warner Archive discs, they're a little expensive for what you oh, get. Oh, yeah, Because, yeah. I mean, I've never seen them um, they don't like have discounted anything, and they have just, no... and no. It's, uh, not, it's just a movie. Just a movie and, and it's and 1997 usually or something like least, that. At least, I know uh, our dad had already ordered a few right from Warner. When they first came out they were running the buy three get one free kind yeah, of deal like going that, yeah. on like that and he had actually had a bunch of movies on there that he was like oh my god he's got to get these because um having gone you know to horror conventions and stuff for years chiller down in jersey and whatever you pick up things here and there bootlegged um you know and you're like okay well this is just you know the same crappy pan and scan we have but now i have it on dvd i couldn't right. get you know, things out of print so you start replacing those things with actual decent discs and um we've never been disappointed with what we've seen on them for the movie quality, but you're like, I just paid 20 bucks for a yeah. disc. It's the movie. It's not even a trailer. It's not just a the movie. Yeah. And like, like the posters, the background, it yeah. seriously looks like someone made it on their computer. I mean, that, that's essentially yeah. what it is. If you yeah. look at the disc, it's got the bluish purple tint yep. on the back. Yep. It is an official released DVD. is all it is. Yeah, It's all it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially a movie like the green Sun that is such a classic trailer. As yeah. I said, it yeah. is so well known. It was, it was a, a staple of, uh, trailer on tape collections yes, and stuff like yes. that. For you know, we had a lot of that growing up. Oh my from, god! From uh, it was SF Rush. Yes, where, yes, that put those trailers on tapes. Compendiums oh. out. The 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 funny part is this: is that uh, for those of you who have never seen a compendium of trailers on tape uh this company sf rush which we got a, and was on also sinister cinema which sinister was Cinemas which is book. still around today it is if you go on amazon yeah you can find stuff from sinister cinema they're still selling they're not on vhs now they're right. on dvd but it's the same yeah. catalog of movies that they had for years yeah. and years i mean my dad had to order these things so I'm, I'm gathering either he because it was all just out of a and we probably came in the back of the old case Okay, back in the day, there was no channel that told you what was on TV, and you didn't have a guide, so you got a book every month, not the TV guide, but the cable book, yeah. which and it had things in the back, like the illegal black box, and it had stuff for ordering these things, so my dad ordered... Uh, a, a number of these, you know, two-hour compendiums trailers yep. on tape, and you start seeing these. Like, what movie is this? You know, and they and you're just you're, you're a little kid. Your mind starts filling in. Well, what could this story be? Because you're seeing, you know, a 40-second trailer yeah. of, of like this cool stuff, and like mm-hmm. you fill in the rest of it. Uh, and then usually you're you know you're like, oh, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. But it's it's funny when you look at those things because, um, there's one out. It's called All Monsters Attack. It's it's it might be out of print. It is one of my absolute favorite DVDs to um, like when my daughter's not feeling well or like she just had one of those days. She wants to just kind of like you know we put it on. It's it's Godzilla movies and King Kong and like it's all giant monsters. It's just kind of thing, and uh, you know you look at those trailers and you're like I could definitely see being in the theater, being you know eight nine years old and being you know going. Wow, here Gorgo comes on. When you see the trailer for Gorgo, you're like, I gotta see this. Yeah. Even the little kid, maybe I'm here to save you silly skins. You know, you gotta be like, <laughs> you wanna see this movie. And and the Green Slime trailer definitely hits that. You yeah. watch that, you're like, Oh, okay, I wanna see this. Yeah. You know, like even if you're like, Oh, it looks cheesy, like, okay, then you're not the kind of person that this is aiming for. Right. You yeah. know? Uh, I mean, we look at it this way is um when you're willing to to put you know, to spend the time, you know, ninety to hundred minutes, because that's usually what they run. Uh, kind of thing, you know, and you're watching, uh, you know, a movie with guys in suits, or in this case, jet, little Japanese kids in suits, yeah, yeah. Um, where you're know, walking on You're not looking for, I mean, if you're looking for going with the wind, then go watch Goddamn Go With The Wind, okay? Right. Like, yeah. you know, you know, go put curtains on and slap the, you know, the baby and whatever else you're gonna I don't do. know nothing you know kind of thing and they don't don't and he don't give a damn no matter what um but that's not what you're getting you're getting exactly what's advertised and i think part of the problem is nowadays a lot of people are like well this movie's this sucks or that sucks And it's like what's it called wolf cop guess what it's a cop who's a wolf like you know like if you're not if you're walking into things that don't make sense the green slime does not purport to be anything but we're in space there's green slime yes. that's what it's saying and that's what you get yep. and it's not like the end of the movie comes and there's a giant reveal and you know everyone's been like the aliens aren't really real like science yes. or like you know like uh, you know the um, the village is really just at a little place and a car what, hits her what, what, you, what you don't get is who are the real monsters here yes I said, I said this to Shag <laughs> a long time ago it's like in Daikaiju the monsters are easy to identify they're the ones that look like dinosaurs See. or breathe fire or in this case shoot electricity out of their hands yes. the monsters are never the humans. It's always the actual monster. Exactly. <laughs> Except when it's the aliens who look like humans, but they're still, you know. Well, usually they have a monster. They do have a monster. They do or a robot. At yeah, least, like the Mysterians. Like the Myster- <laughs> yes, exactly. There's something the Mysterians are like. Hey, look, what we got. We got a robot. You know, like so. he doesn't do much. Yeah, <laughs> he, he looks really cool, and you're gonna like him when you get older. Because like, look at how cool this is. But you look back at and be going, why are they not? How this? What? Use this guy! Yeah, well, they only got the two of them. Yeah. And they dropped the Markalite on one of them. Yeah. They're like, oh. It's like, son of a bitch. But anyway. Yes. Yeah, uh, but, but as far as the monsters themselves. Yeah. The green slime, as a general concept, works. Some sure. of the details are a little much. Mm-hmm. The eyes all up and down the tentacles or around their body. Yeah. That doesn't work. The no. one central eye yep. works great. Um, that I, I like that they are still blobbish. They yep. are only really humanoid in the vaguest of sense. Um, and they have, I think, one of the most memorable sound effects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Which we all spend hours trying to do after watching the movie. Ah! Um, but it, it's it's just it's so alien, you know. It's, it's not, yeah. um, and it's not like it's a Toho film where it's like, okay, they took elements of this roar and that roar and made a new yep. roar. It's something that sounds unlike really anything else. Sure, sure. Uh, so I've always liked the I always like the design of the green slime. I think it's I, I like the monochromatic aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's all just that kind of medium muddy green with just the big red eye. Yeah. And so it, it looks really light, striking. Looks, looks like a light behind it, like it's shining. Yeah, it's there's kinda... n- and there's no intelligence there yeah. either. Yeah. Uh, these the, are yeah. not. These are not like in, um, like in Aliens again, where they, you know, the the aliens, uh, the scene with the with the motion tracker, where they're climbing across yes, the ceiling, yeah, or in the director's cut with the automated guns. Yes. Where there's okay, there's some intelligence pushing. These guys exist to consume, and that's it. Yeah. They're like a swarm. They're like a tyranid hive almost. Yeah. Just if, if there's energy, they're gonna find it and eat it. And if they Blow up the ship while doing it. They don't really care because that's more you know kinetic energy for them yeah. to consume. I think that's also. I mean, I mean, it sticks closer, and it's kind of. I mean, you wonder if they, if you know, when they were when they were writing this, they're thinking like, well, it's just slime.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just ooze right. on a planet. Like, what is what is you know uh, you know the grass grows towards the sun you know kind of thing. That's what happens. Like you know you look at a tree. Trees will bend themselves almost in half. To get towards the the, 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 the light source, source. Of energy, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's very simplistic in that. It's great in that aspect of things. You know, you wonder if it was a happy accident. Yeah, you know, I mean, kind of thing. But, it, <laughs> but, it, but it, it, either way, it works. Yeah, you know, and it and it's always that uh, advanced technology versus primitive sure. thing, which works. Uh, you know, again, as a would get kind of turned on its ear a bit after after you know the, the focus that came up after Vietnam. But here in '68, uh, we have not reached that point yet. So. Yeah. Uh, so that always works for me, because again, it, it it's just turns into just a running gunfight for most of the second half, including the, the EVA sequence, which is, it's a bit silly because there's clearly no attempt made to show zero gravity other than guys swooping by on wires. Yeah. But again, that's pretty neat when you get wow. down to it from a story standpoint that they go out in EVA to fight with these things in space and at least we get something remotely resembling the poster art. Yes. Except, you know, Luciana Paluzzi's not out there in a spacesuit and a and a fishbowl. Yes, and but the, they actually are climbing yes, on the space yes. station and, stuff. I mean, and, and yeah, when, so on. When they're going on the outside to hit the sun to have them regenerate, you know, go, you know, regain their energy and heal them, yeah. which makes perfect sense because you know you think about it like you need to get energy from somewhere. They're they're going to be able to absorb it because again they are nothing more than just slime and plant life because that's what gums up the the wheels. Yeah, they can't yeah, open of, the doors. Yeah. They, can't, they can't do anything because it's like, what's all over our wheels? And it's like the slime is now growing onto them. It's seeking it out. Yeah. You know, even if it is the Jeep or whatever that thing is with the auger. It's, it's a Jeep about, with the auger. Yeah. It's like a floor waxer. No, yeah. but but it's not like, well, it's no, it's because the floor waxer, you say, it's space mutiny. Yeah. It's like,
0: uh, yeah.
1: These are, are either golf carts or... Yes. but they, yeah. they it, is, it is certainly not the, I love, not the Zamboni of no. space. No. What I love is they've got the mobile communications car. <laughs> cell phones apparently never were developed in the time when <laughs> the Green slime existed because the cell phone <laughs> is on its own car and it drives up to you and it's got, okay, give me monitor number six. And it's like, <laughs> I've got cameras all over this space station. Like Really? <laughs> okay, give me Luciano Pellucci's room right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> he searched all over space and, all we found is porno, porno, porno. Hey, hey that's my kind of meaning. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but but I mean yeah, you're right. I mean just it's it, it whether it's a happy exit or not, it works out yeah. really nicely. And it and it's it makes them uh, I'm not gonna say unique because there are other sure, you know, things that work, but it, it does make them unique from the sense that in the 50s and 60s, we think about our giant monsters, again, mm-hmm. like, like Bird Eye Gordon, never regular creatures made giant, like yes. the ants and them, the grasshoppers from uh, uh, beginning the beginning of the, of the end, end. Yeah. or tra- the tarantula from tarantula, yeah. or th- or uh, even getting into the 70s, like the rats and food of the gods yep. and stuff like that, or, or if you want to keep the Bird Eye Gordon thing going, the ants from Empire of the Ants, yep. up until the point where they're farting on people and taking over their minds. I, for one, welcome our new overlords. But uh, <laughs> that, notwithstanding, it is neat that they're this lower life form and that they're just behaving like that. There's no yeah. no pretense of them having a master plan or something like that. Right. Just you know, consume and consume and reproduce. Actually, if you think about it, because it's they reproduce by being attacked. Because whoever thought of that is pretty clever. Because you always want to light. You don't want to write your aliens to have a glaring weakness. And this one, they have like no weaknesses. So you think, of them, okay, if well, we shoot them, a throw a gun into their eye. Throw a gun into their eye. Yeah, that is it. That that's, is that, it. well, that's that's well, that makes sense because that's like the old Warner Brothers gangster film. When you fire all six shots out of your pistol, you, you then throw, it, throw it, the pistol, and course, that's what knocks the guy out. Because you might not ever get another round of bullets to put in there. <laughs> bullets are expensive, man. It was a depression. <laughs> Fire the bullet, go dig it out, put it back like, in the gun. That's rock. I'll put some bullets on layaway, man, and then you yeah. are going down. That's right, man. If you made if you made bullets at like ten thousand dollars a piece, you'd be like, I'm not going to shoot nobody. Right. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. But uh, no. so, like I said, this one just this one again. If it was on, i, I we'd always watch no, sure. it. and and it's it's great for what it is, which is just straight base entertainment. It has no message whatsoever, yeah. other than you know, it When in doubt, be macho. Yeah, it seems to be. Like, that's like our friend Bob. That's like his whole life. Oh my God, it's like, yeah. be the macho man, if at all. Yeah. Yeah. You see those shirts, they say, be yourself unless you can be Batman. Yeah. I was like, be yourself unless you can be Randy Savage. Yeah. You know? yeah. And be Randy Savage, by all yeah. means. So, uh, one of the things we kind of noticed was, uh, I mean, lots of people die. Mm-hmm. There's six people, I'm pretty sure it's six who got killed on screen. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, it's not like this is, I mean, a lot of people get killed. Because, I mean, they blew up a fourth of the space station, for Christ's yeah. sake. Um, so, but you, but it's not like, there's not body count everywhere kind yeah. of thing. It keeps it, like, you're like, oh, man, that guy got killed, and that guy got killed. But it's not, like, crazy. They're not killing, you know, hundreds of people just walking through and yeah. killing there's, them. There's a little splash uh, of gore, which I think is yeah. funny, because the only splash of gore we get... The slime knocks do gets a rail kill, and knocks the guard off yeah. the rail, and then his head cracks on the ground, right. and there's the splat of tempura blood. Again, uh, something typical we would see in this era, in sure. and a little bit later in Japan for yeah. sure, to have that little bit of gore to say, it's "like Hey, this is this is real. This is real life yeah, this right is here, going right now." <laughs> yeah, Mac- um, <laughs> <laughs> no joke. <laughs> so, but I think that's. I mean, it's good. I mean, it doesn't have to be. I mean, if you think about it, um, like in any Godzilla movie, right, um, where where he's attacking a city or whatever. I mean, except when you know. Uh, when uh, Raymond Burr is like, you know, millions lay dead, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, I mean, they're they're killing people, yeah. But you ain't seen him kill people, right. so it's like, eh, I don't feel so bad about this death, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And yeah. it, it has a bit more immediacy when you're not giant. Yeah. Um, it's the the kaiju versus kaijin. Yes. Uh, yes. Aspect. So that these guys are on your level and they're shocking individual people. Yes. You know. So it, it works on on that level. Kind of. It kind of reminds me. You uh, know. Um. You can. You guys. You covered this right. Uh, uh, Majin. Dimashin, Dimashin, yeah. Um, you know, the idea that, like, he's coming to do what he needs to do. Like, we yeah. I mean, spend a lot of the movie getting there. Yeah. But it's like, once he gets here, he's like, well, I'm telling you, I told you. <laughs> Let's get this on, you know, kind of thing. Dimashin um, always makes me think of, like, uh, Arne Anderson. Yes. He's like, we don't wear white hats. Yeah. They're not nice guys. Nice. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Arne, the spokesman of the horseman, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, so. But, uh, yeah, so it's but no, it, it but it it has a, a a good amount of. For it's not it's not a it's one of those things where Yeah, the violence is not like over. It's not taking over. It means vi- I mean, it's I mean. The second half of this movie is just killing like, and gunning. I mean, there's people getting shot. There's people getting killed. There's things happening. But at no time you're like, oh, my God, cover the four-year-old's eyes. My daughter's like, oh, cool, okay. Like, she's totally chill with this. And it, I wasn't worried about her seeing something she shouldn't see. I mean, we, yeah. we try not to expose her to, like, guns and things like that, you know, especially not watching a movie. But at no point was she sitting there going, oh, I, I'm upset. Like, she knows full well. Obviously, she knows that they're actors. Um, but she's looking at this going, okay, we get this. You know, uh, well, I mean, this was—I mean, this—I mean, you got to remember this being in '68. This was released as G. I'm assuming. Oh, sure. Uh, this before PG even existed yeah. in nineteen. Well, did or no? No PG existed. There was no. But PG was more like PG thirteen back then. Yes, the PG that was the the James Bond movies were, were PG, PG. Right. Even though they were banned by the Catholic Church. Yeah. They were on the uh, do du- you know the banned list, which basically made. Everyone go see them. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I was going to say, because PG-13 was, was Red Dawn and uh, Temple of Doom, like in the early 80s. Yeah. Right? yeah. See, yeah. That, see, being born in 80, I don't remember a time in my actual life when pg-13 when i was old enough to know what ratings meant but there wasn't right. pg-13 yeah. pg-13 is one of those things i try trying to remember like the remember. black hole was pg and if you think about it, it would have been pg-13 if that rating had existed yeah. because of you know anthony perkins getting you know perforated through the chest yeah. and all the dead people and all that yeah but stuff like that so but this but again back in this this was g i mean this was yeah, it's no just, it's just not you, just, you know it's like it's monsters everybody you know it's like everybody gets bent out of shape about you know this kind of stuff nowadays it's like well monsters can be scary it's like Monsters like this, one, they're not scary. And if they are, this is something to help you work through it. Yeah. Because we are—you know—we understand that, the, and as kids we do this too, something might be scary to us. House on Haunted Hill, for instance. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Ceiling's going to drip blood on me. <laughs> I didn't sleep for three nights because of that. Like, I, I was at a point where... I, I felt like I was in, in Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I felt like I needed, like, no-dos and, uh, I was I, was, like, seven, yeah, six? Like, nodos no when you're seven. That's Yeah, like, first grade, second grade, terrified of House on a Hill. Mind you, at that point, I already had seen Terminator, already had seen, we went and saw Aliens in the theater. Yep. We saw Predator and Robocop on a double bill. The best double bill ever. Yeah, right around my seventh birthday. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I mean... Nothing was scarier than that. I mean, and and I had seen real scary movies. I mean yeah. like at that point I rate seven. I probably had seen the omen. We'd seen the omen, we had seen Jaws. Jaws. I mean love Jaws. Yeah. The Carpenter's the thing. I mean eighty yeah. seven was um um the fly. Cronenberg's uh, a Fly yes, all was that, that 87? stuff, yeah. and yet House on, Hill, House on Hill freaked me out because they drip blood on you and the guy at the end goes you're next and I'm like who's talking to me who's talking to you Luke you know? oh, man, oh you know. man he's talking and to me he look right to, at me he looked right in the camera <laughs> he broke the fourth wall anyway but, but, uh, but things like this yes, it's, it's yeah, you know no. when, when um, yeah, I mean I, I was never um, monsters never scared no. me as a kid and neither no. never scared you no. there was weird shit like, like that no, yeah. you know what scared me at the end of Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein when the Frankenstein monsters walking through the fire that freaked me out well yeah because it's it's creepy as hell hmm. and actually what's funny is that a couple of years ago i was working on a job and um our um, one of our, our technical writer and our document control gal for it her name is arletta she's a great uh, great lady she was from new york and she's about ten years older than me. She's in her forties, her and we got to talking one day about I Alien. Mean, 'Cause don't be Frankenstein. It's, like, it's right around Halloween, and um, and she had made Halloween cupcakes, and she's like, "Well, what you're like horror movies? What you know? What scared you as a kid?" And I told her that. She goes, and she said, "No, no bull whatsoever. This is a shoot." So she said, "That movie scared the hell out of me when I was a kid because when the monster breaks free and grabs." Uh, Sandra oh, and, and throws, throws her, her, her out window. the window. She says, "As a little girl, that scared the crap out of oh, me." Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's an intense scene. I mean, I, I know we're not talking about Kaiju here, you know, kind of thing, but um, we're not allowed to tangent on Daikaiju. Yeah, 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 we, we, we a... don't tangent anyway. Um, the problem is, is that scene is very intense, and I mean, you, you go from you know, you go from uh, you go, Sandra. Julia <laughs> Like the con like the funny parts where he's sitting in there, right? Did he count these? He count? I bet he counted these and he clocks him in the head with everything, you know, and you're like, but that is just a pure that's right out okay. of Universal Monsters. Yeah. Like there's no holes barred there. He's picking this chick up. She's dead. You ain't like maybe she bounced. No. It's not the end of film and Louise, folks. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, she's gone. And, and and more so the fact that you know Sandra as I, I said this when we covered this on The Vault Sandra's a stone cold bitch oh, in that yeah. movie and and the, the monster he's like Honey Badger don't give a <laughs> shit. he just throws her out the window <laughs> you know <laughs> and, uh, and that's but, Glenn Strange too that's that's not Boris No, that, isn't that Lon Chaney Jr. in that scene oh no. that yes in the movie it's Glenn Strange that scene is Lon Chaney Jr. because they had to reshoot it because Strange tripped over a camera and cable broke his, and broke his, his ankle. ankle or something yeah. the, whole, the rest of the sequence in the castle is all Glenn Strange, Glenn Strange. they yeah. had a reshoot because the, they didn't have that scene so that is so ironically it is glenn strange as uh the monster throughout the whole thing lon cheney jr th- is picture of that now now if you know anything about lon cheney jr you wonder he's like i got no problem throwing through a window <laughs> yeah. right but he's also the wolf man yeah. in the same scene he's fighting with himself yeah. one so yeah. basically i mean think about it he's the, he's the monster and then and then as soon as he's fighting with it then like he's fighting with dracula yeah you know yeah, the whole over thing the at the table but he's but and that's gunstring Strange strapped to the table but then at some point it had to become Lon Chaney Jr. to yeah. pick her up and go out the to go you know <laughs> it's like Stan Smith and American yes. Dad Just why do just bend over you take a broomstick rear back and sweep me out the door because <laughs> that's what it feels like <laughs> But in in any event, my my, my point with all this was that movies like this where, you know, monsters help us when we're young work through some of these fears. Sure. The idea that, okay, there's no no real thing as a green slime, as far as we know. Right. You know, theoretically... You know, yes. Mars Rover could find that, and then we'd all be boned. But uh, but there's, there's no thing, like, there's no real thing of that. There's no real Frankenstein monster. Sure. There's no real Kaharis or, or any of the other universal monsters that are coming to hurt us. So these are things that we can work through our fears of childhood through. Right. And movies like this I think are great for, because they give us a lot of monsters, and yeah, they're kind of freakish and inhuman-looking, but they're not threatening to us. And we can understand, okay, monsters are make-believe. There's nothing I have to be afraid of with mm-hmm. this. I mean, uh, you know, I, mean, I grew up, one of my... my you know, one of my favorite films growing up is *Gator*, the Three-Headed Monster. Sure. I must have watched that movie a million times without hyperbole. And, again, it treats you to say the same thing, that, okay, monsters are, they're not real. You know, as, as cool as this would be to happen in somebody else's country. Yes. It's, it's not here. Yeah. <laughs> well, i look this way. If you think about the kind of, uh, and, and he's a little older than us, Fred Decker... Who, who did uh monster squad yes and he also did night of the creeps um and then a, another movie but robocop but we're not going to talk about because that's not so good anyway um <laughs> but but when you watch a movie like monster squad and that's one of my daughter's absolute favorite movies of all time um because she loves the frankenstein monster she actually thinks frankenstein monster is your friend and he's going to help you and he's going to beat up other monsters if they come mess with you <laughs> um when you look at that that movie has kids you yep. and and about our age you know the timing we were a little younger than them they were 13 and we were like seven whatever but again Fred Decker at that time was all like 20 years old yeah right and and he's making a movie about kids fighting monsters, because right. no adult's going to have your back, so yeah. you got to do it yourself. Right. And 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 part of that is working through what your fears are. I mean, when he says, Mummy came to my house, yeah. well, Mummy is in his house, <laughs> right? <laughs> he sends her the army men, and he goes, All right, where are they? Where are right, the monsters? Right, son, and, the monster? and what happens? The army guy showed up too late. Yeah. And that's part of working through that. And I, I think the green slime is a perfect example of kind of thing like that. And again, you can see that in, and, and I, I, you know, Gojira, the, the original Gojira, yeah. Is truly not that kind of movie. No, that is not that kind of movie. So don't anyone think like, oh, if you're going to pop one on for the kids, even, loop, k- even to, to go for yeah. e- even to the same extent, Godzilla: King of the Monsters is not that movie either. Yes, I know. Well, it's closer, it's, but it's, it's a little bit closer. Not. But I mean, it yeah. has a happy ending only in the in the broadest of terms, and yes. Yes. that the you know. Steve Martin, uh, you know your you know reporter does, yeah. for Trans World News doesn't die. Yes, but I mean our our main character yes, is are, not a yeah, yes, not, it's not not the kind of film to Whereas watch. Whereas you, you that. then watch movies later on in that. I mean even even watching uh what like we watched Spenguli uh you know uh, had uh King Kong versus Godzilla. On, yeah. Uh, and a movie that I've watched plenty of times have on Blu-ray, yes. you know kind of thing. Um, that movie is much different. Than the original Gojira. You yeah. could have a kid watch that. Yeah. And it might be a little scary at first because, you know, he's fighting a real octopus and whatever. But there are no giant octopus coming out. You don't live yeah. in the South Sea. So it's one of those things that kind of helps you get through there. And, you know, whether it's Universal Monsters, when it is the giant monsters that, that Toho and other companies put out, you know, whether it's the Gamera movies where, you know, I mean, the first Gamera, he's not really nice. No. But again, you're not sitting there going, oh, my God, I'm terrified. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, I mean, the later gamma movies they, where they had the blood and stuff was to kind of make it seem more, like, they're trying to amp that up a little bit. Yeah, and, but in, in, a, in a juvenile way. Yes, it yeah. wasn't like, you know, anything, it wasn't it's like... It's not like the Hayside Gamera's yeah. where he gets his hand ripped off and it's yes, like, yes. damn, yeah. that hurts. It's, cer- <laughs> it's, it's, certainly, it's, it's certainly not like, uh, you know, uh, like the beginning of Predator 2. Kind no. of thing, so where where you know, the guys like I'm going to do a pound of coke, and then he skins a room full of it and the predator skins everybody. Okay. Another <laughs> film we saw in the theater. Yes, with um, was oh, that was not Red Heat. Was with. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you right now, my dad loves a good bargain, and we saw. this. this is, so, Predator and Robocop is the absolute best one. Yes. We saw Harry and, the Henderson, Harry and the Hendersons in Interspace, yes. which was, I mean, laugh your ass off. Funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally yeah. different context. Yes. Great double Great. feature. We saw and saw the weirdest one, Red Heat, which I loved, then followed by Short Circuit 2, two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on, on my Red brain. Heat, I remembered Red Heat. <laughs> Okay, no. <laughs> right, uh, then we saw uh, we saw most powerful big... handgun in the world. Yeah. Johnny Heron uses it... that gun. Russian version better. Yeah. <laughs> we saw Big with a sneak preview movie that no one thought was gonna be any good called Die Hard. Yes, um, and then we saw Predator Two with... And now I can't remember... I didn't... It. I thought we saw Predator 2 at the JV Mall. This is for all oh, New Yorkers oh, oh, out oh, there. Have, Jefferson yes, Valley Mall yes, Mall. yes, yes, we did because it wasn't playing with their sneak preview. Yeah. Now, though, we... Now, think about that. Those one movie, When you look back at those dates in those movies, we are certainly not... Even ten years old. <laughs> okay. Well, well, that's why the R says under seventeen not admitted without a parent or guardian. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. My dad took us to those. My mom was there. I guarantee you, she was like, "What are we taking them to?" I mean, we saw aliens in the in the the old Carmel theater. Yes. Um, which was an awesome place to see it. And there was five people in the movie yeah. theater: the four of us and one oh, guy yeah. who sat right in front of us and then moved up a bunch of rows. If my dad's like, "You're sitting in front of my kids," and we're sitting here, and my mom's like what did we just walk into and we're like this is amazing no, i don't know about you but when we saw aliens i had not seen alien me neither so, okay so going in completely blind into aliens you're already dropped off the deep end to begin with and then you're thinking i'm six yeah. watching like, <laughs> watch <laughs> Aliens." Like, so, <laughs> well you know what you can kind of piece it together see that's what i'm talking about like you can kind of piece together being in that movie saying all right so this chick she's here she must have done something to get here, and she knows about these. And aliens. she knows who these are, but no one else knows who they are. All right, I'm good. Yeah, and and you know, but again, it's like anything else. Um, you know, you 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 have to have uh, uh you know a point of entry, so to speak. Yeah. You know, um, um, I'm sure there are plenty of people who would not allow their four year old to watch pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, not me. I she watches. She loves wrestling. She yeah. loves John Cena when he takes his shirt off. Um. You know, they're, like her mother in that. Oh my God, like my wife. <laughs> Lord. The two of them are like rewind that, DVR that. We want to save it. That's worth the nine ninety nine. Yes, right? it is nine ninety nine, and they 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 abuse that feature. Um, but, you know, you need that get-in point. And this is a place where if you have, you know, a kid who's interested in monsters, and I don't mean, like, I mean, they could be interested in dinosaurs or anything you want to do. Yeah. This is a kind of movie where you can get them in, and it's not going to freak them out. You're not going to have, you know, little Timmy running in your room and sleeping in your bed all the time, you know, unless he does that normally. Right. You know, kind of thing, which makes sure there's no more little Timmy's. Um, so, you know, that's what happens, is that this is a place to get in. Um, I looked at it this way, is, you know, uh, there was never a doubt in my mind that, that I'm like I threw this on this morning uh, to watch on um, uh, you know with my daughter. I was never like well okay it's good it's a movie it's not real. And I said let's watch a movie and she said yeah. oh, she goes oh do you want to watch and I, I wish I was joking. She goes can we watch uh, Doc McStuffins? <laughs> I said well we I said I gotta watch the Green Slime. Oh because I was gonna suggest Monster Squad <laughs> like those are the two <laughs> things she goes to. The other one, of course, would be she want, she loves Bride of Frankenstein, the original yep. Bride of Frankenstein. Um, and she absolutely loves do not Hammers the Mummy. Great film phenomenal mummy movie. Yeah. She loves it. A be- atypical four year old girl fair. Yes. Yes. Truly not what she's into. <laughs> You know, she'd be like, "Can we watch the mummy?" And then when they're doing the talking stuff, she's playing princesses at a house. But this child also has her zombies, yeah. uh, uh, the the slug zombies. For those of you who know Jack specific slug zombies, she has uh, like fifteen of those that I've given to her, and she has them attack the house. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Do but, the Ninja Turtles then show up? Uh, she has the, 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 when they're the baby turtles. Yes. Uh, those work in the house. Because they're the, at scale. They're a scale. The Ninja Turtles do, in fact, fight Godzilla at times, um, although he's a little shorter <laughs> than he should be. Um, she, I mean, or perhaps like, the turtles are merely taller. Yes, it could be that, too. <laughs> I mean, she she gets very excited for that kind of stuff. But, again, not everyone let their kid watch that. This is kind of something, again, I'm not telling you how to raise your kid, um, but what I'm saying is, If they they came in, if this was on TV and they saw Green Slime, you wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I'm going to have therapy later and this is going to score. No, this is going to be like, oh, that's cool. Or they might think like, Oh, okay, that's weird. And it's going to lead to a conversation, which I know is scary, but that's what you need to have sometimes. Like, oh, look, see, it's a movie, and see, these are miniatures, yeah. and those are children wearing suits, probably not getting paid. Yeah. And, like, you know, yes, I understand that that lady's really good looking, but you can't just, you know, Google <laughs> her. And we are not rewinding it for a fourth time. So, um, you know what's funny is, and I just want to throw this out there because I know I'm going to forget about it. Um, uh, those of us, again, on the two true freaks never i am a uh a, 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 obviously i listen to this show i listen to the horror one yeah. um i'm not a doctor who fan i'm not a star trek fan i'm not a star wars fan i don't read comic books anymore even though i kind of you know have my ins in the industry to the people i'm friends with and who are godfather to my daughter um the 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 funny part is uh what comes across and that's one of, one of the other groups i've heard of um is Mr. Sunshine 2000? Yes. MST3K. Um, whether you love it, hate it, I mean, and trust me. In this house, growing up, there were two people who loved it and you're listening to them now. And there was someone who hated it because don't talk over the movie. I'm like, Dad, it sucks. Does it matter? Don't talk. Movie on, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and his and his worst one was, God forbid they showed the Black Scorpion. And man, he is... And man, let me tell you right now, I love the Black Scorpion. Willis O'Brien, some of his best work outside of King Kong. It was great. There are... But they ripped the heck out of that movie, because it deserves it. Well, but you know what though? No. It's it's really not that bad when you look at it now, all cleaned up as up. But that's a movie as a kid growing up, we kind of watched a lot. Yeah. And it's one of those movies. That was that, another one we had on Sinister Cinema. As, that is a Sinister Cinema right yeah. there, and it leads to that kind of like getting into this whole thing, um, you know, Misty. Would go and rip the heck out of movies that you know some people love and some people hate. But the the thing about Mesty, when it came to a lot of these genre movies, was that most of the time it wasn't mean-spirited no it was it was with a sense of fun black scorpion's a good example because they don't make fun of willis o'brien in that no movie. they make fun of the other people involved. Yeah, the that acting in, yeah. in 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 the black scorpion is not always good the the, the scorpion's good yeah and they, they leave they, they make they talk about the drool the drool is a lot of drool in those scenes but what i want to bring up here was this and i know um some people have don't know this and some people do um misty uh, you know, most people only know it from its Comedy Central run and yep. stuff like, and sci-fi run, uh, was actually on uh, KITMA. KITMA, KTMA, and, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, and it, when it was just a local TV, it was like a local show. It'd be, you know, be, before there was podcasting, there was, you know, was, local access. Yeah, kind of public access television. Right? And, and then, Shout out to Chris Honeywell. Yeah, and this was the first movie they ever shot. And now, there is no footage of it, no one has it. Yep. Um, I mean, for somebody who has every single episode ever, including all the kitmas that are available. I yep. have them all on D V D. after years of scouring the internet and finding everything. There's nothing of this. But this has always been. The Green Slime was the movie they used yep. to get themselves noticed to get the thing going. It's 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 often referred to as the pilot. That's kind of a misnomer because they, they they only shot two segments. Yep. They didn't shoot the entire film, nope. but they shot a segment of the uh, in the theater then a host segment then another segment in the theater to sell this is how the show is going to work Yep. And, uh, and and of course back then the kitmas were ad libbed oh yeah they, it wasn't until they got into comedy central comedy central said okay you can't ad lib you got to write it actually it wasn't even comedy central it was a comedy channel oh my god back uh, then yes. and the, on the purple set with j with a j l the joshua joshua as yeah, yeah. tom servo uh, first, the first Misty I ever saw was The Crawling Hand. I think the first one you and I watched together was Robot Monster, which I thought to say was like a week or two after The Crawling yes. Hand. Yes. It was either Robot, no, because, it was, because I want to say it went Crawling Hand, and then I watched Untamed Youth, and then we watched Robot Monster, together. and then Robot Holocaust. Yes. The Robot Holocaust. And and the thing is, and I'll be honest with you folks, you either like Misty or you don't. Yeah. And, and I am married to a woman who tolerates Misty. She doesn't find it funny. Um, except when I point out obvious things to her, and she's like, Oh, that's great. Like, she doesn't like them talk Not that she doesn't like them talking over the movie, she just doesn't like the movie. Yeah. And it's hard for her. Um, but when you are into that kind of stuff, and you could see, again, Misty was never designed to be like, wow, they all suck. You know, I mean, they'll point out stuff that's horrible, and and there are occasions. Yeah. hobgoblins come oh to mind. Where they God. get a little, a little. Bit... Were you Goblins actually... The movie would have been better. Were you actually on crack when you <laughs> <didn't> say yes? <laughs> yes, I was doing quite a bit of crack when I made Hobgoblins. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the problem is, is and that isn't a problem. But I, that's one of the things that when people hear that you're like, oh, you like Misty? Oh, do you know the green slime is one of those? And I'm like, it's actually not. Like. Like it was this, and they were like, "No, you're wrong, dude." And I'm like, "Or they don't see dude, like, dude, tell, oh my god, you know." And I was like, "Oh my god, the great slime was oh like my god. I'm Mystic, like, oh my god," and like oh god. I was on tour, and like my dad taped it, and like it was so cool, it was oh, just so cool, oh god. my god. Oh my god. i have the tape at home oh my god you're so totally wrong <laughs> and they're not even thinking of the green slime so um but that's one of those things to kind to throw out there it, to me it's it's not quite the level of hey in america king kong one in japan godzilla one you oh. know the thing that everyone knows but yeah. a thousand percent wrong yeah. i'm a math teacher to a thousand percent no hyperbole there i'm using it, it okay it is a thousand percent wrong yes. i mean it's completely yeah it's, like... it's not just wrong it's just been you know they kind of I mean, it, it's one thing when it's an urban legend, when Trivial Pursuit gets it wrong yeah, that's and what refuses to correct it. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they heard the podcast. They're <laughs> like, oh shit, Gene 12, let's get this thing fixed. Out you know. there." That Jack and Eddie guy said yeah. that. <laughs> He's got to be If on his show. They never do anything that's not right. <laughs> so, we can't put it on the internet if it's not true. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, the internet says it happened, so it happened. Yeah. So, you know. Um, By the way, my French modeling gig starts up next <laughs> month, <so. laughs> She's a model. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little far afield, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> no, but the thing with uh, the thing with with Misty, and what what I find to be the one that not the the aspect of Misty that you realize how much of an impression it makes on your life is when you say lines for everyday occurrences, and you, you're and other people know that you're going to say them, but they don't know why. The one I always point to. Go to your go to your cupboard. Get out a can of mixed oh my nuts God. and pull the top on the mixed Fisher. Okay. Anytime you open a door and say like, Fisher. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm just gonna throw this out here. My wife, who does not like Misty, anytime she opens a bottle and it has any kind of like a bottle of soda, a can of soda, she to this day says Fisher. She does it. She says Fisher. <laughs> My four-year-old daughter at times will go if – if Kelly doesn't say it, my wife, my daughter will go, Mommy Fisher. Like, it has nothing to do – and I'm like, oh. But the thing is, she knows other things that will be said, and they're just kind of things from – that – again, it, it's hard. I mean, we're talking to – I mean, my brother and I have been doing, you know, being being silly for a long time kind of thing. But we'll say things, and it's just – people in your life are like, yeah, I know it's coming. I just know it's coming. Like – you know those things but that i gotta say has probably the most that has infiltrated parts of my life i do it at school (laughs) i go i opened a candy that we had we had lunch the other day i shook up my 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 brisk iced tea tapped the top four times and i went and and it goes fisher (laughs) and the people i work with again all of us have advanced degrees (laughs) look at me and i said what and they were like nothing because they know better than to engage me in the conversation because they're gonna lose yeah so but it's funny those things like that little things um you know just everyone has those things yeah well the one i would do a lot is somebody says well there you have it a letter opener yeah a letter opener. <laughs> or the the who am know? i why i'm here why i have a burger on the wall <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those little things that you know, you know, you have them, and and if you don't, um, then then I don't know why you're listening to these kind of podcasts. Well, or, or, or uh, the one, the one that comes up all the time. Anytime we watch a movie and like a chair gets destroyed, yeah. oh, they killed the only likable character. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, but again, though. We we okay. are we are we are not no, just on you tangents. Know, we're on like seacants and and you know we're on and uh, <laughs> yeah, seacants and coelacants. They're a math term and a it's a, dinosaur. a prehistoric fish. A fish, yeah. Seilicant okay. is not that the that what's in uh, tourist, tourist 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 attraction on uh, old Outer Limits? Yes. Yeah. coelacant fish. Yeah. Yeah. They had their. Is it tourist trap or tourist attraction? It's, it's tourist, tourist attraction. It's tourist it? attraction because tourist trap is the slasher-ish movie. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I'm calling it slasher movie. I'm mean, going be like, no, it's wrong. I'm like, okay. No, in no, this sure. right, Yeah. On the vault, they might. <laughs> yeah. But no, people, there, there could be a cross. I, I'm not the only one who listens to both. I listen to both. I know. <laughs> You're on both. I hear them before they come yeah. out. It's fantastic. But I know Hero doesn't want to listen. Uh, to, to, to himself talking, uh, but you know, the voice is awesome. Well, he's he said he has said, I don't ever listen to the thing I, I recorded. It. I don't want to listen to it again. You know, he kind of reminds me of Jim Florentine. For those of you to get your your O oh sorry, Opie and Jim reference kind of thing. Jim Florentine's a comedian. Uh, and then on the metal show yes. kind of thing. Hero reminds me of that, which is funny because he's the hair metal hero. He's hair metal hero. You know, kind of thing. So back to where we were. The the Green Slime. Yeah. yeah. Green Slime is a movie. <laughs> yeah. It is a movie. Um, but, uh, so, <laughs> I mean, let me just start to you. Any, any yeah. closing thoughts on, on The Green Slime? No. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, it's it's fun to go back and look at things. That, I mean, I haven't, before I watched it, I watched it a couple weeks ago and I watched it with my daughter today. Um, I haven't seen this movie since we were kids. Yeah. And you kind of, you know, your mind fills in what it has and it has a synopsis of what it's there. And, um, you know, there was, I mean, I was like, oh, yeah, I totally remember this. And, again, I don't remember the beginning of the movie. I don't remember how they, like, I I just thought they showed up in space kind of thing. Um, But it definitely brings back good memories. It's definitely something where, you know, a Saturday afternoon, you know, sitting there eating lunch uh, at the old table. Yes. You know, in the living room, um, kind of, I'm pointing at it like it's still there because we're. You know. <laughs> well, it's about it's about five, six or eight feet from where we're sitting. Yeah, Would have been where yeah. the old table the was. Table, was. The table, I cracked my skull open on yes. while spinning around on the floor. Yes, yes. Then don't cry because your brain will leak out. <laughs> He's four, I'm six. That's the logic. My mom goes, "What happened?" He's no dead, and the guy gaping, hole, the back gaping of head. hole in his skull. And no, anyway, I took the tails. Oh, it's yeah, good. It's yeah, good. We're good. It's we're good. It's we're, good. Bright we're good. red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like like a murder scene out here. Like nothing, mom. We're totally great. Though the shag carpeting covered it up back then. Anyway, that's why all of our uh, Star Wars it's guns are painted it. bright silver. Yes, my dad painted all the Star Wars guns bright silver because as soon as we drop one in the old dark brown shag carpeting, and he's like, "I'm not looking for it." <laughs> and my mom i guarantee you vacuumed it up well what's amazing to me is that falcon's knife survived so many years of being lost in that carpet and how many times i he wasn't even my guy he was your guy and i found falcon's knife like three or four times myself that's like just like just put it away or, or or hold it in his hand don't don't put it in the sheath It clearly doesn't stay in <laughs> but it's supposed to be in the sheath anyway um so it brought back really great memories kind of thing you know sitting around uh, um, back in the day, uh, my dad would go work out. We would you know be uh, you know kind of hanging out there, you know playing, screwing around the racquetball courts and doing whatever. Stopping at uh, bagel, man. bagel Man, getting a dozen bagels and having lunch be a couple bagels, you know with cream cheese or peanut butter and jelly kind of yeah. thing. Um, Let I, me make an aside <laughs> about Bagel Man, okay? Because my wife and I, talk, my wife is a big bagel fan. We're both from New York. Um, we love, both love bagels. We made this discussion a couple of weeks ago. We had gotten bagels, uh, and we're having bagels and uh, bagels and lox for dinner. And okay, when I was growing up, I thought that bagels only came in three varieties and that was (laughs) sesame poppy and cinnamon raisin because we would go to bagel man and that's all dad would ever buy yes would be a dozen of those so when i got a little bit older we were at one of mom's girlfriend's house and there was an egg bagel and like my mind like exploded it's like holy they make other types of bagels and then eventually i got to go into bagel man and it was like you know it's like you might want to put on a helmet, because I'm just going to blow your mind. Well, that does all these different varieties of bagels. And what do I still get? I still get sesame. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. The bagel man that turned into TCBY, for those of you who remember, your frozen yogurt. Yeah. And TCBY, kind of- you walk in and you're like, oh my, this is good for you? Like, oh, Yeah. Yeah, okay. can you fill the cone up so heavy that I can't carry it out of here? And then turn it over into a cup. Yeah. and Then, uh, uh, and you, then you can put a couple of sprinkle eyeballs yeah. on there, too, so, like Cookie Puss. We'll be in business. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> cookie Puss. I not even go to... Car. Tom Carvel, yes. <laughs> I'll you Cookie Puss ice cream. So, um, Fudgy the whale. Fudgy the whale, you know. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> Cookie Obelis so. for uh, Faint Daddy's Day. <laughs> See, those of you who don't remember those commercials <laughs> didn't live in New York. Oh, um, God. And they, they're on YouTube. I'm telling you right now, spend the ten minutes, go look up all the, the old Tom Cavell commercials on YouTube. And Cookie Puss will haunt your nightmare. Cookie, oh, my God. <laughs> Hello,
0: I'm Corvill's Cookie Puss, DC, the Celestial person. The new Carvel ice cream cake, made fresh daily at your participating Carvel ice cream store. Now for St. Patrick's Day, I'd like to introduce my friend, Cookie O'Puss. My name is Cookie O'Puss, the fresh Carvel ice cream cake. You can also be sending either of us to a friend by calling his toll-free number, and we honor most major credit cards too. Thanks and in advance, you now.
1: Because you'll realize that he had three molds, and he just turned the damn things around. Santa Claus and Fudgy the Whale were the same thing. Santa Claus was standing up, Fudgy the Whale was laying down. Cookie Puss and whatever else, and they only had those things, and that's what it was. Yeah. And and you're like, who ate these things? They were amazing. My God, got I I remember asking for years to get a Cookie Puss for my birthday. I don't think I ever did. No, we, we used to get the Winnie the. They would go to Carvel and they would get, get the, the ice cream cake, the, the ice cream cake, and they would have them put the character on it. And my brother was a was you know, we both were Muppets fan, but Luke liked animal. animal, and he had an Animal cake. And I, I remember I don't know if I had to have Gonzo or I think you had because Gar- I liked Gonzo because yeah. you know you know he, he's all he's cool. But I mean, there was a year it was Kermit. You like Fozzie Bear? Fozzie Bear, yeah. I mean, there was a year that's what we used to get because they would have those things. And all they they were. Maybe they were, they were just the prefab, put them on kind of thing. Um, but can we get a cookie puss? No, it's not. A, it's not a birthday. Well, why do we want a cookie puss. Get cookie opus. Because all I really wanted to do was rip the ice cream cone off that was his nose and just eat it. And everyone'd be like, "What's that? My ice cream cone!" You know, kind of thing. Not that we couldn't. You know. Anyway, but so the memories again, of youth. Yeah, those <laughs> things that you go back to. Um, You know, kind of thing, like, I remember sitting around doing those things, you know, the idea of, uh, you know, watching, you know, Super Scary Saturdays, or Mm -hmm. watching uh, Captain Captain Video, Captain Video, right, in USA, um, who always reminded me of uh, Snyder, the janitor, from One Day at a Time, might be the same guy, I don't know, (laughs) but in my mind, it always will be, you know, Dwayne Snyder here. Which is weird, because Snyder from One Day at a Time always kind of reminded me of the dad from You Can't Do That on Television.
0: Oh, yeah. And Who also so, was the
1: cook and everything And the co- else. well, barf the cook. Yeah, so think So, you know, it's like the, things are starting to get a little weird yeah. when you start putting all that together, right. like it's, a it's, Stephen Bacho shared universe of some kind, like yeah. with St. Elsewhere and... Uh, uh, hill street blues and it all takes place in the snow globe and all that and... yeah it's like a mobius strip of just you know whatever yeah, like you're, like you're... like uh, like final uh, final justice which is a mobius strip of a movie yes <laughs> yeah yes it is <laughs> um but you know you look back at those things and it's those fun things there's those memories you have as a kid and part of what you know that is is that you kind of remember those good times and not that my brother or i had really really horrible times as a child uh but you look at those things and you're like Man, that helped form who I am, yeah. and and you know uh, obviously uh, uh, my brother has gone, you know, is much more into uh, kaiju, all that stuff than I am because it's just what happens, yeah. And and you know, but by the same token. You know, you look at, uh, you know, why Why do we watch horror movies? Why Why am I the guy who has seen every horror movie? Everyone's like, well, have you seen this? Yes. you. And I have, and that's the problem. It's just because that's what I'm into. Mm-hmm. I'm not into westerns. I mean, Don't get me wrong. I love Silverado. Silverado I love, I love uh, um, The Wild Bunch. Oh, The Wild Bunch, my dad's favorite movie. All, that's not King <laughs> Kong. Um, the Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which I've watched actually seven times since Christmas because I was doing a, a, a three-piece kit for As my dad. As anyone who follows you on Facebook, Facebook is aware yes anybody yes who is actually friends with me on facebook would know the, the pictures of like lee van cleef with no head or <laughs> no not no head half a head because he had put his hat on and stuff like that um you know i mean but i'm not into i'm not into i mean i like comedies but it's not like doesn't rule my, i don't have to see every comedy i don't yeah. have to see every whatever but it's hard pressed to do that and i'll be honest with you when when they announced uh pacific rim i mean whenever that came out forgot when that, that came was out 2013 and i said to my, i said we got to see this dad like, this is coming up. we got to go see this. And he's like, yeah, and no, I want to see this movie. Now, yeah. think about this. My, da- you know, With 30 years difference in age, I mean, we obviously have the same taste. You know, he was the one introducing stuff. We went to the theater opening weekend and saw Pacific Rim, for Christ's sake. And this is two people who do not like people. Yeah. Okay? My dad nor I. We will go to the movie theater, and it's fine. There's not one word said once to get the preview started, right? But we don't like people in the theater. We don't like that stuff. And we go to the first show on Sunday morning because everyone's either in church or drunk. And, you know, kind of thing. Perhaps both. Yeah. Or... Yes, uh, a little... You know. this, is a, this is a highly Catholic area of the nation. Yes, it where. happens. <laughs> um, but, you know, you go see Pacific Rim, and when Godzilla came out, I said to my wife, said, we got to see Godzilla. We've got to see it. And, and she's not a Dai fan, but she's like... Oh, yeah, because as a kid, she, her dad showed her Godzilla yeah. movies, right. you know, kind of thing. And it was just something they did. I mean, like, she used to watch pro wrestling. She's not a huge wrestling fan, but she likes pro wrestling. Mm. Why? Because she did it with her dad. Right. And it's those memories you have and what mm-hmm. forms what it is. And it's it's great to be able to share that with your kids. And if you don't have kids, you share it with somebody else, your nephew, your niece, yeah. whoever. You know, don't just abduct a child that's wrong um, kind of thing. Just you drive know. around with a, yeah. hey, kids, I got, I got monster movies and popcorn in my van. Don't do that! Don't do that! Um, it's like trying to give away Pokemon cards. Hey, kid! Yeah, who wants Pokemon cards? Come on, the band! Yeah, that's never going to end well. No. It's no, gonna end with you. It's like local man ruins yeah. everything. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have a new boyfriend named Bubba, and I'm guaranteeing you he's all out of jelly. So um,
0: that? that's a Ron. That's a Ron White reference. You're gonna end
1: you up in it. an eight x eight cell with a roommate named Duke. Yeah, <laughs> a, I'm gonna I'm gonna run out of jelly. You know kind of thing. Um, so you know as you look back at those things, it's important, dude. Yeah. It's, it's important to do those things. And you know what? A lot of people kind of you know want to like uh, you know look down on stuff and and good lord people do people will judge you and do whatever f them man yeah. you know do what you're into you know and and, and enjoy it mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with like you know i sat down i'm, down, I'm granted didn't exactly get the healthiest breakfast. It was uh, you know a couple pieces of pizza and a meatball wedge. But that's what I had for breakfast this morning. I'm on spring break. It happens. And my daughter's sitting there. She goes, "Daddy, can I have some?" Yes, you can. Why? Mommy's still asleep. Right? It's like six o'clock in the morning. My wife is still asleep. We're like we can eat whatever we want. Cause just eat it over the yeah, sink. Yeah. No. Just just make sure you don't tell mommy. Child sold me out in the heartbeat. Mommy guess what we ate. I'm like, you are the worst accomplice ever. You, you got to know that's coming. Though. Yeah. Well, I know. So, but the thing is, you got to make those memories. My daughter looks forward to those times she wants to get up early to be with daddy why because we're either gonna watch a movie watch something she wants to do we're gonna do something fun we're gonna play we're gonna play uh you know a game she wants to play we're gonna go paint models the four-year-old paints her own models kind of thing we want she wants to do those things those are important this is the kind of movie you can have a kid sit down and watch make memories doing yeah you know kind of thing and in the end of the day like that's what's important it's not important that, that, you know, whatever, you know, you, well, I'm super cool to do whatever, I'm not.
0: Yeah.
1: It, you know? this Well, the thing about the green slime and about a lot of the films from this era, both um, domestic and international, uh, is that, you know, they, they have this certain earnestness about them. They don't, they take themselves very seriously. Yep. And they exist in a space where, <clears throat> for a lot of people nowadays, it's, they refuse to like things just to like them. Yeah things like this that are super serious, you have to like it in an ironic way. And this is a film I do not like in an ironic way. I genuinely like yep. Green Slime. I meant what I said before that I would rather watch the Green Slime than 2001 Space Odyssey. Yes. I watched I watched 2001 a Space Odyssey many times both for film class and for um, you know different seminars about science fiction and depictions of the future. Green Slime to me is pound for pound more entertaining and more fun to watch. 2001 is a great film. Green Slime is not a great film. I'll still choose it every time. Right. You know, and and I and this is the type of film that if you genuinely like something, you know, and we're getting to this, I think, with the 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 geek chic culture that kind of is, is running rampant both online and and, and you know and in Hollywood and stuff like that. But if you genuinely like something, and you know, go for it. If you genuinely like something because you think it's cool to have monsters running loose on a space station then by all means, go for that and enjoy it because that's what makes you happy. And for this one, again, like you said, this brings back a lot of memories of watching this on, on TBS on a Saturday after, uh, you know, superstars of, uh, or WF superstars that uh, was on at Fox or was at yeah. 11 or whatever, yeah. and and then watching the, the movie because, you know, we'd be doing whatever, and, and it, a lot of times in the winter you can't go outside where we, we, we grow up, or you could, but it's just... Well, a, you know, the thing is, I mean, that, yeah. I mean, you would still go out and do stuff, but you were having lunch. Yeah. You're, and you're, eating, sitting, watching movie, watching, you're yeah. sitting down having lunch. Right. You know, it wasn't a hurry. We watched the movie when the movie was over. I mean, honestly, think about how many times, how many times did we sit and kind of eating our lunch, watching? And maybe we got home a little late and missed the little beginning, whatever kind of thing. That's why we don't ever know uh, what beginning the movie looks yeah. like. And then we're like, all right, let's go play. Yeah. And you went and pulled out the G.I. Joes and the Star Wars figures because they are this skin. They work they play together. together. Yeah. And we got every creature and monster. And that's what we did. I mean, as a kid, I would go and make movies mm-hmm. i didn't have a camera there was no film it was just was i'm going to lay out in my head what i want to happen and i'm going to play the whole thing mm. four five hours you know yeah. tedeschi June length kind of thing you know uh, <laughs> two tedeschi dune references I, in one it's podcast. hard man i tell you and, and honeywell's and, not even on the show i know well I, I was trying to fill in for him um so hey, yeah, hey man yeah you so, can't own property man <laughs> the i can't because i'm not a penniless hippie yeah well uh <laughs> Man, we own everything. Anyway, so you know, you kind of start doing that. You would play this out. I mean, think about this. It was not unheard of to go outside. Yeah. And, and you and and I know everybody, we would, you know you'd play guns. Remember playing guns? Playing like, guns. How, yeah. And you had your like your stormtrooper blaster, and rifle. you would go outside, and you would. Play green slime, or you would play whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. And the swing set became the base, and you're killing things that aren't really there because I'm yeah. not really killing stuff. Oh yeah, you're using that, you know, that the lump three feet above your ass kind of thing. You're using your imagination for something besides just filling up your head. Oh yeah, we get that. We get that with my with my kids now because we've got our, our big big uh, playset in our backyard, and that uh, that becomes a. Uh, a base to fight monsters it becomes sure. a base to fight robots. It's got two steering wheels, so it can fly in different directions at the same time. Which nice. is nice. Which is uh, good for them. When I'm the monster, it's very tactically I'm at a disadvantage. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's like, you're not allowed to come up here. It's like, oh wow well, I can't argue with that. I mean, <laughs> they say I can't climb up the rope ladder. I can't climb up the rope ladder. I mean, they make the rules. But uh, but yeah. So it, it's it's a thing that I enjoy completely, unironically. Rob and Shag um talk about or excuse me, Shag and Mike Bailey talk about Find Your Joy. Well this type of movie that makes me happy you know watching guys in rubber suits fight uh, dudes in vaguely military uniforms with laser rifles on a, a space station. And I'm saying that completely with no irony. That is that is what I like. This is a fun movie. It's it's, you know, um, it's it's not going to it's not going to blow you away with its effects. It's not going to, you know, like break new ground, but it's so much fun to watch and it's a just a great example of a type of film they don't make anymore. It's just a no. B movie that takes itself seriously. Sure. You mentioned Wolf Cup earlier. I love this new crop of B movies that are unabashedly be movies that want to be but they have they're not doing it seriously they have a lot of them have this idea that it's like hey check it out we're naming our movie Wolf Cop look at our poster and I'm not picking on Wolf Cop Wolf Pop is good yeah it's very good And but, but there's been a, this kind of cycle yep. of films Man Board comes to mind immediately Zombievers, Zombievers. Yes. saw it the other day I tell you right now if a movie's called Zombievers and it doesn't ha- and, it, and you go in and you're expecting some nudity some good looking girls maybe not wearing some clothes it right. happens okay and I'll be honest with you, that's all well and good to set you up, but they don't dwell on that. They're zombie beaver puppets. Yeah. Physical effect. let's well, not even, i talking about like CG that's really badly done, like everything nowadays except I any mean, Weta makes. Yeah. Um, but actual puppets on screen, the physical stuff, that stuff that takes you back to like, you know, again, people complain, they're like, oh, uh, I mean, Empire of the Ants might be the perfect example because Food of the Gods is, um, which is available by the way, coming on Blu-ray. I was so stoked. It's it's Food of the Gods, and what's it paired up with? It's not paired up with Empire of the Ants. Empire yep. of the Ants is paired up with the the Jaws of Satan. Jaws of Satan, yes. So what is? What is Food of the Gods' I compared to? I, I tell you what, you look it up and I will vamp for time and look that up. Yeah. So um, the whole point is, like, people complain, like, you know, like, oh, Empire of the Ants. And you see the ants, you know, like, I mean, they're obviously you can see that they are actual ants in there. They, they get up against a piece of glass at one point, whatever. But you know what? Like, when you're watching it, you're certainly not sitting there going, oh, my God. Like, it is enjoyable to watch. That's the kind of stuff I might – I do not have, uh, you know, I don't have a ton of friends who are – Looking to go, hey, let's go do whatever. But I got friends who will come over and say, like, hey, you want to watch this movie? They're like, yeah. sure, let's watch this, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. We're like, the guys who, you know, when I get a text and, you know, it's like three in the morning because, you know, they don't have kids. And it's like, dude, Nightbreed's coming out and Cabal's, I'm like, and I text back at four and I wake up, I'm like, oh my God, got to order it, Yeah, you know, or like we hear about Leviathan, which is the making of Hellraiser one and two, yeah. which, which. Supposed to be phenomenally good. I'm like, oh, I gotta get my hands on yeah, this. This, this is this, this, this is the culture that you run in. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Food of the Gods double feature with Frogs. Oh one my, my, personal favorites. That love is love frogs. Must, that's a must buy right there. And then the other ones I said, Empire of the Ants and Jaws of Satan. And if you do this, <clears> these are coming from Shriek Show. Yeah, they're they're well they're they're, they're, they're is it? I thought it's not Shout Factory. Um, not, yes, yeah, sh- uh, not, so not screen screen, screen screen Scream Factory. Scream Factory. Screen Factory. It's right. Shout Factory's uh, horror imprint. Which means that if you were to go onto Amazon using the 2TrueFeeq's true Feaks refer- uh, do- link, link yep. you could order both of them there. Um, I think they're coming out next month? May 26th. May 26th. They're going to be released. And it's looking like, uh, what is it, 17 dollars I think 30s. for each one of them. So, right there gets yep. you over $35 for free shipping. Free shipping. So... I mean, got, I mean, uh, and and on Blu-ray too. I mean, that's just, yeah. That's just and the thing is, this. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Some Somebody thinking like, why would I want Food of the Gods on Blu-ray? Think about the last thing That was another movie that you saw on. You know, that's a Saturday afternoon kind of thing. And I'll be honest with you, is Food of the Gods, one of those movies that when I was a kid, I'm like, wow, this is really good. I've never actually seen the beginning of Food of the Gods. That is the well, gods on the, the beginning, I, I've seen <laughs> I have seen no it. idea. What I mean, I own it. I own it on DVD, which is why well, well, I own a boot. Um, when it came out on DVD, and then I, haven't been, I don't know if it's ever uh, been Movies, it was available. Yes, yeah, so that's when I, oh, I, I bought it through Midnight them. Movies, yeah. And I had a boot for years because they had never put it out. That's a chiller kind of buy. Yeah. And it was until I bought that, I'd never actually seen the beginning. I forgot there was giant insects in it. Yeah. You know, you just remember the the part, and then a uh, movie like Frogs, you know, Sam Elliott and uh, Ray Milland, uh, you know, kind of yeah. quality kind of thing, and, and and movie that would be very hard to watch with, uh, you know, the the girl, you know, my daughter's not afraid of much, but she's not a huge fan of giant snakes on the chandelier, yeah. um, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, all those kind of genre things that there's no there's no tongue in cheek, there's no like wink wink I like this, it's true. You know, when we're sitting, uh, as you know, as we can't figure out where I live, I got to shovel a lot of snow. Yeah. And so I'll come in from shoveling snow for the fourth time that day. And I'm like, my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm seeing what's on an invasion of the body snatchers, the original invasion of the body snatchers is on. And I'm like, oh my God, I got to watch this. I don't care where it is. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Cause it's great. And you turn on the, and it says it's the, it's the original version and you get there and it's, the, and it's the 77 version Yeah. and you're like, doesn't matter. This is a good movie, too. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I enjoy this. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be... Yeah, am I disappointed that it's not, you know, they're, they're coming for all you yeah, kind of thing, you yeah. know? It's not like when you when you go on and, and it says Retro TV has Airwolf and you put it on and it's a fourth season episode. Yeah, no, like, oh, oh, son of a... Yeah, so, but I'm saying is, it's one of those things, and what's this and, one? Uh, Tentacles and Reptilicus? Tentacles and Reptilicus. Oh, out my God. My birthday, actually. Oh, my God. Okay. Tentacles... Was on the other day, uh, and on. I would like to say just for reference, Tentacles does in fact take place in Florida and not Italy. And this is a joke that anyone who's ever seen Tentacles will know, because there's a whole lot of Italian people apparently yes. vacationing in Italy. I, in, uh, I am I am from Florida. America. Yes, um, <laughs> the nine Mets are my favorite the, squadron. <laughs> Tentacles was on the other day. Great, I mean, just just a great time to watch. Reptilicus has a reputation for being horrendously bad, and the problem is people who say that probably have never watched it there are parts of reptilicus that, that are, are pretty horrendously bad but overall it's not a bad little movie and the, for what the, it is here's, here's here's where the killer that'll dead. be event eventually on earth destruction directive yes reptilicus you, you got to have the giant monster movie from denmark yeah and you when you watch it yeah you know, is, is it cheesy at times yes is the like the things he's spitting look weird yes but you know what you can enjoy that i look at it this way a movie like um i mean i mean again on here, sometimes you mention Ray Harryhausen, mm-hmm. who is a very major part of both our lives. Yep. Um, and having, myself, having met Mr. Harryhausen when he was alive, um, was one of the, just great, I mean, my dad got to talk to him for about an hour and a half, because he managed to like, go help him carry bags in from the car, and he's sitting there talking to his idol. Yeah. You know, my dad was just like, this is the greatest time I've ever had. You know, just talking. if Mickey Mantle could have walked in and been alive and sat down, because he was dead at the time, and sat down and talked with him, my dad would have been like, I could die, and this is it. You know, um, when you watch those movies, you're looking at a different level of kind of, you know, what they were doing effects-wise. His animation is phenomenally, it still holds up today. I I am hard-pressed to have someone look at Beast and 20,000, his first movie. Like, where he's the lead First guy. he's the lead guy, yeah. Like, Tell me where it looks fake. Yeah. It looks better than anything. I mean, I mean, again, if it's not Weta Studios putting it out... Yeah. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's true. I mean, Weta does a different level, and you're like, how come they can do that, and we can't? And I understand, you know, economy. Well, you know, it's, it's time and money as what yeah. it boils down I mean, to, But yeah. if you have... But if I have five years, and, and that's uh, that's uh, uh, Hellboy. Yeah. And then like, the second Hellboy movie comes out, and you're like, well, there's a long time between those. And there was, but it's really good because he took his time and he had to get the funny whatever. And it's just like uh, Planet of the Apes and then uh, Dawn of the Planet of the, Dawn Apes, of the Apes, you yeah. know, right, kind of thing. You look at it, they took time, you know, and, and some things take time. And you can enjoy stuff that is, doesn't have to be ironically enjoyed. And we were talking about movies, and you're like, good lord, these two shut up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, though? I mean, if you're listening to Earth Destruction Directive, you have to expect a little bit of love for Tentacles and Reptilicus. Yes. So and also um, two things you mentioned uh, frogs well, again one of my, oh, my all time favorites love I frogs. love frogs frogs is one of my favorite um, just uh, um, one of the probably my favorite nature on the loose movie of all time yeah. uh, right up there with uh, you know some of the other classics about, like food of the gods I can fall into that and, uh, day of the animals just to see mm-hmm. Leslie Nielsen is a bad guy um, long weekend long weekend the original um, long weekend what was, the, what was that um, I just looked this one up oh the grizzly the grizzly Who, which stars uh, the the you know uh, what do you call uh, Jekyll the guy? Yes, Mister Jekyll. Yes, but as I was gonna say, Frogs. to st- one of the uh, the uh, one of the women in Frogs is Joan Van Ark, who was also in The Last Dinosaur. Oh, which is yeah, you know, it's, a, it's all it's all connected. I told you, dude. There's there's it's, you know there's all little webs going through and yeah. you know kind well, of thing. The, uh, the, uh, what, what was the, I couldn't. I was looking this one up the other day, and the Savage Beast. Oh yeah, which I don't think has ever been released no. on, in English in the in on DVD. I don't know? have it, so I, it was on VHS because well, at one point it must have been on VHS because you to. remember you had a rip of Alligator from VHS and there was a commercial oh my for God. the Savage yes. Beast yes. on that tape, so yeah. there must be a VHS okay. of Savage Beast. So in the English, the right? Alligator rip was definitely taken from the Alligator VHS because you could tell cuz whatever cuz when alligator came out yeah. and they dumped it unceremoniously on 499 and what what people you want to talk about a, an underrated people giant, giant monster movie. right past it the alligator walks... is it man yeah. alligator i mean is you want to talk about it again but alligator that's the one the, where the guy gets knocked through the wedding cake right and it's like that's what people remember what's like yeah. you want to talk about a a, a creepy scary movie yeah. that has some bits it that are absolutely hilarious yeah. alligator is it yeah. That is a great damn movie. So I mean, so I'm thinking if if it was the rip because it had to be the rip before the original came yeah. out, had to be from the VHS because I don't remember even having a laser disc. Um, and the quality definitely was that VHS. It was levels. VHS quality, yeah. Yeah, but the, but doing you know, a nature gone mad movie, Savage Beast. For those who may not know, it's an Italian film shot in Germany. It's an ger- Italian German. So shot in Munich, I think, because they have the big sure. zoo yeah, out there. Yeah. And it's about where what is it? It's like L- like heroin or LSD gets into the yes, water supply, it's LSD and they I think. and it gets into the the water supply at the zoo, and all the animals go for lack of a better term, bananas. Yeah. And so it's got like the the you know uh, the elephant crushes a, a woman, and they get mauled by the the big cat. There's like a, a leopard on the subway train, oh my God, and I the don't... cheetah chasing the cars down. I remember the, the problem is that trailer. I mean, you're watching it, going, well, I'd like to see this movie," but I don't ever remember. <laughs> I've never seen never it. Never seen it. I, I mean, I think it's on YouTube in Italian, but without subs. That's good. You get the get the gist of it. Yeah, just kind of thumb it. It's like the time I watched the Horse Whisperer without any sound on the train. Yeah, I, kind yeah, of I got the, the, I just, of the yes, gist of yes, it. There was a horse. There was whispering. There was a widow. It was a... Yeah, Robert Redford. You, you know, know. <laughs> it wasn't Bridges of <laughs> Madison County, but whatever. Well, what is? Yeah, Bridges that's of Madison, right. What is it? No, seriously, I've never seen it. <laughs> no <sorry. laughs> But in any event, no. But as far as the green slime, you know, this is one. Like I said, oh, I think if you're if you're listening to this show, this is one that fans of, first of, all, Daikaiju Kaiju and Man and Suit Suitmation sure. fans would enjoy. It's just it's an enjoyable film. But even taken, if you're just a guy that you like sci-fi, old school stuff, what I would call Showa era stuff, this yeah. is technically a Showa era film. You know, it, it, it's fun, and it you throw it on, and you just have a blast watching it because it, it doesn't aspire to be anything other than entertainment and it is entertaining for the 90 minutes that it exists on this world it spools itself out without pretense or uh without uh, you know goals of uh, of being the you know a motion picture event it spools itself out to be entertaining and fun and a monster romp and that is what it is yeah i mean it's, it's truly a b yeah, kind of movie. and and but it but it you know it, it, it what what is uh, you know Shakespeare talks about that we we all spend our time thrashing about on the stage, and that's what it does. and it it uses it sells its time dearly. and yeah. uh, and 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 it's memorable. God damn it if we don't you won't remember this film after you see it. I, I think of it like this. and I, and and I think this kind of puts a kind of a finer point of nowadays, um, the oh, good Lord, how to be' a, a couple of years ago. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. got up on stage at the Academy Awards to present. And he said, I'm not in any of these movies they're talking about tonight. I'm in movies that make lots of money. (laughs) And and I'll be honest with you. And and I totally get that Avengers and all those movies are all A movies. They put lots of money behind them. But aren't they really the the nowadays B movie? And I'm not saying you can't put money behind it and make it an A picture, but... They're superhero genre movies. They're right. genre stuff. Like genre movies were always the B picture. Like it was it was it was the the gangster movies, it was the westerns, westerns. it was the the, the the you know the horror movies. I mean the the the, sci- the sci-fi cheapies, it was yes. all those things were the Bs because you had to have something that played. I mean, if you went to the drive-in, yeah. you had to see two movies. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, kind of thing. I mean, it, you know, the reason why I was a teenage werewolf and I was a teenage Frankenstein exists because they needed to make movies. And those are things at what, they run like 70-something minutes 75 apiece. 75 minutes or so, yeah. They, they weren't trying to, like, be amazing. This is another movie. It's, it's a B. I understand that. It's a B movie. But it doesn't mean you can't enjoy that. Yeah. And let's be honest here. For every amazing movie that wins the Academy Award for Best Picture and you snore through it. Yes. Because some guy liked it and they put it on. That's fine. You are allowed to have your opinion. And that's, I think, part of the problem is you have an opinion. I have an opinion. We don't always agree. I know it sounds like we do. But we don't always agree. Yep. And part of the problem is, you know, we, we're we okay with not agreeing. We, I don't have to agree with him. He doesn't agree with me. It's fine. And we can still enjoy what we enjoy. And that doesn't have to be a problem. You know, I'll be honest with you. 2001 Spades Aussie, I have never seen it all the way through. Because I fall asleep. Yeah. Constantly. And I'm like, I mean, once we get past, you know, the, the, you know, also Zasperaccio, and I'm like, well, Ric Flair? Uh, no. Okay. So. It is funny back in the day when 2001 would be on TBS. It's like, maybe, you never know, could it, be Ric Flair. Could be, could be a quick, could be like a nice video they're doing to get Ric Flair out here. <laughs> maybe the horsemen are coming, you know, styling and profiling. It's go a Flair for the old. Going to ride Space Mountain all night long um but what i'm saying is you know you can do that stuff i mean it doesn't have to be that and i think part of the issue comes up when you look at you know sci-fi movies especially there is sci-fi that is up here up high there's sci-fi that's capital i important yeah and then there's sci-fi that's just hey let's have a good time it can't uh, it um get the terror, can, from beyond it space. terror from beyond space which is you know obviously alien is oh my god good lord a remake right but and the thing is that i don't think ridley scott ever denied that either no he didn't in fact he said that's what he loved that movie so much that he used that idea now he's not shooting scene for scene they're not no. throwing grenades in that thing right but when you watch that movie at no point are you thinking like wow this is high cinema it clocks in at 56 minutes or 60 minutes or something crazy yeah, like it's, it's like some, 65 minutes it's something super short and that includes the spaceship taking off and landing. It's just the same scene back and also forth. Also, like to put at the Terror from Beyond Space to be released on Blu-ray May 19th. Oh my God, really? Yep. I'm gonna have to order that. Use yeah, the I... link and order it because yes. th- that is that is arguably great. But what I'm saying is there's a there's science. 69 fiction. minutes. 69 minutes. Yeah. Right. Seriously. 69 minutes like <laughs> if you can't spare 70 minutes yeah. if you don't have 70 that, minutes that, that's and that creates, into your turn walking to and yeah. from and you're like walking over oh my god that's man. what you have the kid doing. yeah well so but i'm saying is you can enjoy that b kind of movie and that's yeah. what they were and it's part of it part of what is i mean think about it godzilla movies when they were brought here they weren't run as a pictures no they were run as Yeah. and and then they ran them in grind houses Yep. And they ran them in the grindhouses along with all the porn and all the exploitation and all that stuff like that. They ran those things yeah. and people went to see them. People took the lives in their hand <laughs> with the junkie next to them making that the seat that then they, into his entire hotel room. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Everything happened in there. Um and you went to it because you want to see this. Yeah. You know, and and that's part of the whole thing and and I understand the 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 and the hearkening back to the day and looking back at whatever but you know you got to enjoy what you enjoy yeah and this lot. is the kind of stuff that's enjoyable you know that that that's been kind of the uh, the theme for a lot of the uh not only two true freaks but a lot of our associated shows and friends of the show is to find your joy like uh, uh mike and shag had said and it's and it and it told the truth if you enjoy something you know by all you know go for it enjoy it all out you know you don't have to like the new thing. If the new thing isn't to your taste, then don't spend money on it, you know. We, we, we've rattled off a list of movies that are amazing old movies that are coming out on Blu-ray.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, it's like, I, I I mean, first off, the black and white films on Blu-ray. No, oh, they're amazing. They're just amazing. amazing. So that, that, that in and of itself, I mean, as it was, did, when jumping from VHS to DVD on the black and white films was a uh, revelation but to put them on the blu-ray for some of them is is even beyond but be that as it may enjoy what you like and this is this is a film like i said the green slime is one that i will always enjoy watching and uh you know it's it's one that'll always it's always going to stick with me just for the memories i have of watching it and the memories of the film itself you know the sound effects the uh you know the 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 models, all the uh, the Mega Macho stuff. Watching this one um, on TNT on Monster Vision late night when I was oh. older, when I was in high school, where they'd show <laughs> Joe Bob Lo- Briggs and well Joe Bob Briggs, but they'd show Rodan and then the Green Slime and then episodes of Ultra Seven for oh. like three hours with Ultra Seven episodes dubbed Ultra Seven. Yeah. So. You know, this brings back a lot of great ones for me. So, like I said, uh, I, this film gets my highest recommendation. It's just a ton of fun and just a classic of the, uh, you know, the the, the genre. And it's it's really and it's one of those films that it's it's both Japanese and American. It's yes. very much an American film, but with such a huge Japanese influence from doing the effects and all that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I totally recommend this. Like we mentioned a few times, go hit the Amazon.com link on 2truefreaks.com. Pick this up from um warner archive the the print on demand service and add it you will not regret it um so um just about done here jay let um why don't you tell the people where if you want they can find you on the internet i know you don't have a you don't have a show of your own but no not yet or anything so um i'm on i'm obviously uh you know friends with two true freaks on the uh uh, you know facebook Mm -hmm. um you will you know um sometimes see me posting on there anytime I, i'll give feedback on there and stuff like that sometimes you'll see me posting uh pictures that might you know stir up a little bit people got very angry that i posted a a, a picture from walmart because it was king kong king kong versus God. they were like okay they got king kong's not great and someone's like well yeah, and it's from walmart And i'm like it was six dollars and i'm like oh you know kind of thing yeah um six dollars for any of those movies. yeah any each one of them is worth six dollars so um obviously um i'm on instagram uh jason Jackinetti. Uh, and, and, you know, it's all pictures of me, my models. There's not, you know, you're not going to find much of, uh, you know, kind of thing. Well, pictures of models, and when you take pictures of the meals you eat with, like, an artificial, like, light filter on it, right? Well, I'll be very honest with you. If I take a picture of something I'm eating, it is usually purchased like three hamburgers. It's it's, it's an onion ring with uh, uh, mac and cheese. Fried. I mean, it looks like, I mean, they had, we had to come out. My bad sitting with us, now we're getting really off topic here. And they had to come out, and it was two grilled cheeses, two giant hamburgers. I mean, giant hamburgers. Um, Everything they could put on it. Then I put an onion ring and filled it up with mac and cheese, and then and it was like bacon the whole night They had to put a steak knife through yep. it to hold it together. I picked it up and took it. The the owner had to take a picture. And he put it out on his Facebook and and before Instagram and stuff. Like and people who actually knew at the bar took pictures of it and started sending it around to people, going, "Who could this be?" I post a picture. Go, Guess what I just ate. Yep. And I don't post that often, but when I do, it's usually impressive. Yep. Um, well, that's like me. Your an- arteries harden. Yeah. It's like me and the Mega Burrito. Oh, my uh, God. Papa's and Beer Mega Burrito, which I've eaten twice. I actually have an animated gif of me eating it the first time, where you see it getting smaller and smaller on the plate. Yeah. And uh, and what's funny is I, ha- I ate it twice, and I realized after the fact that I was wearing the same shirt. Because uh, the same... <laughs> we, went, we went at lunch at one time and after work on the other, so I'm wearing the same shirt. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, I can't wear that blue shirt again if we do this a third time. No, so you should. That's, the what makes shirt. It. Yeah. That's what makes it. That's what makes it, because because uh, I think yeah. that shirt may have been retired and is now a rag in my garage at this point. Cause Just it was pulled out. Yeah, it's covered in like uh, like uh, the paint I was stripping off the HVAC unit. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is what do you call it? We, uh Came across this. It was a guy who, uh, a teacher who retired. Not not in my district. Um, for 35 straight years, has worn the exact same outfit in every one of the pictures, and he like just and and I said this can't be re- right. And and being friends with the yearbook editor, he goes no, and he brought it up, and it's every one of his pictures in a row, and it's the exact same outfit. Yeah. And I was like, That's oh a my fancy god, outfit. yeah, the, right. That must have been his dress up <laughs> outfit when he was younger. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to stick with it because I'll be honest with you, you get to a point where so, you you get off the you're on the fashion highway. You're like, yeah. you know what, this exit looks good. I'm staying oh, here. here. Like I I wish I was joking. The picture on my license is when I was 16 years old. I'm going to be 37 in a few months. They have never asked me to change it. Why? And not that I'm not a big fat ass, but what I'm saying is they look at me and they go, huh, shaved head goatee, same look. I don't ever have to change it. No. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They're like, you still look like this. I go, yes, yes, I do. Well, yeah. so in South Carolina, they, they, now they do it. They give you a 10 years on it. It's like, I hope I I hope I look a little different in 10 years, but then again, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, so. Uh, yeah, so like I said, check uh, check Jay out on uh, on Facebook, Jason Giaconetti, lots of cool pictures of all the models he's working on, which is way, way beyond my skill as a modeler, so that's a lot of really cool stuff to check out, and um, and again, so that, that'd that be where you want to go. So, Jay, I want to thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for having and, me. And uh, this is by far the longest guiding episode, Sorry. so that's cool. No, that's perfectly fine, um, you know, that it's my show, and can do whatever format I want because I'm in charge. Yeah, well, the problem is you have a t-shirt on, and... I'm used to being in front of the room and doing it, and I'm going to... I have all kinds of stuff, and... Yeah, the, the, the PowerPoint slides were a bit much. When I told you yes. that this was not a video podcast. <laughs> and, uh... Don't worry, there's a handout later in the test. So, yeah, the test... I'll put the test in the show notes. At least can, draw. <laughs> you have to do a number two pencil through the internet. Yeah. I'll well, tell you right now, you better not use a number 2.5. F's holding up. You want it? You, that was something you used to do. Maybe we get to number three. <laughs> yes, out. yes. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I, my, my students were freaked out. I handed out... Uh, because it wasn't there were number they were, they were actually two point five. Yeah. It's what Taconaroga puts out. What weeks we get for school and they're yeah. somehow I don't know why they're cheaper but they are and and they they still work they still put I'm not spreading fake rumors I'm not trying to say King <laughs> well, maybe, Kong maybe, one well but, maybe it's just an integer thing two yeah. you know round two and a half it's an well, integer I round it up to three yeah. but still um anyway but you know we was my, it two plus two equals five for exceptionally large values yes, of yes exactly <laughs> um but my students started freaking out they go Mr J it's not going to work and I said it'll be fine trust me they're like but what if I get a zero in the whole thing I said well, that might reflect on your math skills and not necessarily your scantron. Kids were freaking out. Some of my other kids were like, "Well, Mr. J said it's okay. He's been right every other time so far." Yeah. You know, even if they had to go look up who Beyonce was, uh, what happened? Who Beck was? They didn't know that. You know, kind of thing. It's because so. of her artistry. Yeah. Because well, because of her artistry. Thirty-seven people worked on Thirty-seven people wrote songs for the album. None of them are her. Yeah. Yeah. And how many wrote songs for Beck? One. Beck, but, okay. Beck, Beck is, played 37 yeah, instruments this, by himself. This, this is not long play. Including a, a Vuvuzela, I think, at one point. Vuvuzela. <laughs> Ever played Vuvuzela Hero in the PlayStation?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think we had to retire. I, I'm no good at Guitar Hero. I certainly am not good at like whatever the band one was. Rock band? Yeah. I was pretty good at DJ Hero until my wife played. And my wife, who is so not a DJ... SM oaked my ass so bad we have never played it again. Yeah. What happened to the bit broke? <laughs> yeah. She's like, she was she was pregnant with my daughter and she's like, let's play this. And she she I don't know, I don't remember what the the song was. It, was. it had to be an Eminem song, because that's all she'll ever do because she loves Eminem. She did it. She was playing one game, it's like 27 minutes, the song went on. I'm like, are you joking? She goes, she broke every record in the game. I'm like, I'm not playing this anymore. Yeah. I'm like, let's play Madden. Because then I have a shot. <laughs> What do buttons do? You figure it out yourself. you know. then <laughs> spin, 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 move, spin, move, spin, She's move. spin, around in a circle. the worst. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, so I said, check Jay out on Facebook. And uh, um, I'm not sure what's coming up next because it's a guided, But come back next time. We're going to have something with giant monsters in it. And until that time, thanks for listening and keep stopping.
0: Is you know? Is it just something in your stomping.
1: All movies, TV shows, comic books, characters, and other intellectual property is copyright their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended or implied. If you'd like to send an email to the show, you can email me at Directive at yahoo.com. I respond to all emails, and if you send in some comments, I'll read them on the show. All episodes of Earth Destruction Directive can be found at twotruefreaks.com.
0: Well, it's big and terrible, more frightening than I ever thought possible.